You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600 ESPN El Paso. This is Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Here are your hosts, Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. It's Football Friday Night, week two in the borderland from now until the clock strikes zero. We have you covered with all the action. From West Texas to the land of enchantment, it's a full slate of games tonight on Football Friday night, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm your host, Bo Bagley, alongside the hardest workers in the business. Once again, Paul McKinnon and the silky smooth Sal Montez. Guys, great to have you here again week two. I feel much more comfortable. I now know what's going on. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it's called high school football, right? Hey, fantastic. I thought we were talking about ballet. Yeah. But hey, high school football is back and it's exciting. So we got a ton to talk about again. Once again, 70 years of combined experience of reporters out in the bout in the land of El Paso to get your high school football beat in, bringing you the best. Our reporters tonight are Steve Escajeda, Brandon Cohn, Jaime Chavez, Adrian Brodus, Joe Rodriguez, Sean Calderon. Joey Panisi and J.D. Sursley. Actually, Sean is taking the night off, so he won't be joining us tonight, but we still got a great group and excited about it. And we already have some games underway, one at the sack, a big one at the sack, and some other big games out of town, right, Paul? Yeah, uh, lightning delay, of course, out of the sack. I got to see the first uh, quarter in about a minute and a half of that one, <laughs> and it was fun. Uh, Montwood uh, out on top, but uh, twenty twenty now tied. That's that's the last score that uh, we had. But boy, it was fun watching uh, Yamil Ohaka and his quarterback Kevin Melendez uh, hooking up for all those scores. A sixty-nine yarder for for Ohaka. He had a fifty-nine yarder to start the game, wow. and a little five yarder where the entire drive was him. They're just single covering him and they're throwing him up, and he was making plays and. And boy, that kid's going to be a handful for the rest of El Paso this year. And something close to maybe close to about 200 total yards for Oaxaca just in the first half alone. Once again, that game, Montwood and San Angelo Central tied at 20 at halftime. Down in Kerrville, a big game for the America's Trailblazers trying to rebound from a tough game against Midland Christian last week, taking on Brian Rudder in Kerrville. That game at last check, 21 to 7 in the third quarter. Although one one record-breaking moment uh, for America is Anthony Miranda, a 99-yard touchdown wow. reception. That got him within 14-7 to 7 going to half. You'd think maybe they carry a little momentum, but apparently not a rudder back on the board early in the third quarter. We mentioned that game, a, a neutral site game for Americus and Brian Rudder. Not very much neutral for Americus. Boy, Seven no hours away, is that right? They're coming from oh. college. They're, they're north of College Station. That's where Brian is. So I guess you travel through Austin. The other side of Austin, Kerrville's equidistant from uh, San Antonio and, uh, and Austin makes a little triangle. We're coming from I-10 all the way all the way to Kerrville. What's that, seven hours? Yeah, that's what is tough. it to San Antonio, eight? 
So take yeah. an hour off that. Yeah, that's tough. So also Franklin taking on Midland Christian in the Permian Basin. Once again, Midland Christian beat Americus 42-7. to Now Americus turned the ball over in that game last week six times. Franklin, of course, lost a close one to Rio Rancho Cleveland last week. Could they bounce back? Well, at halftime, Midland Christian leads Franklin 29-7. to and that's 29 straight points for uh, Midland Christian. As you said, uh, turnovers hurt America's last week. A couple of back-to-back inside the red zone that killed them. Same thing here for Franklin. Uh, started to get away a little bit, but still just a two-score game. Franklin coughs the ball up. Christian jumps on it and turns it into a quick touchdown. 29-7 to going to half. Uh, a long road to hoe for the Cougars. That's tough for the Franklin Cougars, but they got some firepower on this team. Cameron Bird, uh, he's a, a playmaker. He had 390 total yards last week. Coach's son, Miles McOrder, 105 rushing yards, and then Bo Sparks, Bo Knows. What a great name. <laughs> Just what, 184 yards receiving last week against Rio Rancho Cleveland. So Franklin has the ability to make that a game and come back in the second half. And a couple of guys just looking at video, I noticed. Number one, Josh Massacoy. What a terrific kid that was. Again, you see these guys as sophomores running around making plays. Not on the team anymore. He's pursuing it. He's an ROTC guy. And and that's where his higher education goes, you know, looking at military schools, that kind of stuff. So, unfortunately, that kid not on the field anymore. You know, the coaches miss him, of course, but I sure do. And the other one, uh, uh, Stephen Powers, the other Wonderkin sophomore, they came in together. Not on the field a week ago. Not quite sure if he's on the field uh, tonight we'll know that one uh, soon enough absolutely so we'll keep you updated on Montwood Franklin and Americus as those games finish up out of town big games tonight in town especially our game of the week brought to you by Brandon Cohn and the Iceman Eastlake at Canateo both teams one and oh I gotta tell you both Falcons and Eagles flying into this one Eastlake Boy, did they look great last week against El Dorado. 48-14, Sebastian Rendon. 302 total yards and five touchdowns for the Falcons last week. And Elijah Aribe, kid you really like, Paul. 240 total yards last week, four touchdowns. He also had a touchdown pass in that game. Yeah, how crazy is that? He was the ground and pound guy last year, but uh, you know how those East Lake offenses is. They they are they love to jet sweep and all that kind of stuff. And Aribe's right in the middle of all that. Uh, run for a hundred, catch for a hundred, and he didn't throw for a hundred, but uh, he was one for one for a touchdown. Uh, that's that's about as efficient as you can get. I'm sure a, a ton of teams out there will take that quarterback efficiency rating mm. in a second. And Canateo, meanwhile, brings in that Scott Brooks trademark defense. This game at Lowenberg Stadium. Canateo last week beat Burgess 29-22. Here's the amazing stat in this game. Canateo's defense held Tavoris Jones, running back of Burgess, to 13 carries, 52 yards. That's it for Jones. In fact, the one place where the Burgess offense came from, where their points came from, Sean Street, the, the defensive rush end, who hadn't played any offense the first two, year, two years as a football player. They plug him in as a tight end slash uh, slot guy. Had a 90-yard touchdown reception to get Burgess back in the game. Two more short touchdown catches. Five catches, 120 yards. So the Canutillo pass defense while they're keying on Tavares. Uh, you know, not, not razor sharp. And the reason you bring that up is because Eastlake tonight, they can throw the football. Let's see that defensive backfield of a, a good Canutillo defense against uh, Eastlake's air game. 
Absolutely. That'll be our game of the week. Eastlake at Canateo kickoff just underway. We'll head out to Iceman Brandon Cohn in a little while for an update on that game. Our game of the week brought to you by Cisco Mover. Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, and moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage at their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They'll give you a great price and help you on your next big move. Get started by filling out a request form at CiscoMovers.com. Cisco Movers, the best move you'll make in El Paso. And some other big games we have going on tonight. Andrus and Parkland. I think this one's really a lot of fun. Coach Jaime Chavez out there. Andrus and Parkland at Matador Stadium. Kick off in just a little bit. Andrus coming off a big win over the Chapin Huskies to start their season, a rivalry game. And here they got another Northeast rival in Parkland, whom they don't play very often, but this is sure going to be electric at Parkland. Yeah, the last time these two teams got together was uh, 2002, and you know, I guess the biggest question is why. We had the same thing last week. Parkland and Eastwood went at it for the first time since who knows when, but yet yeah, it ought to be fun. And, of course, anytime Jeremiah, Jeremiah Cooper's at a game, one of the marquee players in the city of El Paso this year, uh, he's always going to put on a show. And Andrus beat Chapin last week with 21 straight points, only 70 yards rushing for Jeremiah Cooper. But like you say, Cooper does a little bit of everything. So he'll be on the all over the field tonight. Meanwhile, Parkland, they lost to Eastwood last week, 35-20. to Now, Parkland led 14-7 at halftime, but Eastwood really pulled away in the second half. Parkland had four turnovers in the game, so ball control will be key tonight against the Andrus Eagles. They also counter with running back Isaiah Beasley. Beasley had 217 total yards and two touchdowns. And then Demarion Crest, what a wide receiver for the Parkland Matadors. Six receptions, 221 yards, and a touchdown for Parkland. Yeah, but Parkland not as effective throwing the football as they have been in years past. That's something to watch. You're plugging in a new quarterback, obviously. They did hit a big play to Crest, but uh, it was mostly the running game, and it was mostly Beasley, and he went up against the 6A defense, and as you said, ground out uh, more than 200 yards. So uh, he's going to be a player definitely this year, and he's got to be big for them tonight. Those are a few of our really big games. Other games out and around the area, Conquest Stadium, Delvai hosting Pebble Hills. That game due to weather in East and West El Paso, really all of, uh, all of El Paso seeing some weather right now, and Lightning, that game and a Lightning delay that will kick off at 7.30, along with Chapin at Coronado, also a 7.30 kick there. Pebble Hills and Delvai is an interesting one. Delvai took on Coronado last week. No score at halftime. Huh. Adrian Broadus was telling us he had about 13. 13 punts and about five first downs in that first half. That was a tough game there, but Devai really pulled away 27 second half points to defeat Coronado 27 to 7. And it's you know it should be interesting uh, t- tonight. A new new running back Chris Martinez ran for 169 yards last week. Uh, you know against again a, a 6A defense. He's going to have to be big against that Pebble Hills defense. Which by the way. Pebble Hills had an amazing start. Remember, they played Odessa Permian the Mojo last week, up nine to seven at half with an offense. They're still running a tandem. Their quarterbacks are young. They have Jacob Ledesma the junior and Hyel Ochoa, Sebastian Ochoa's little brother, who's just a sophomore. Those guys did nothing. Ochoa threw for seventy. I think Ledesma was around thirty, and they ran for. If that's next to nothing, then I don't know what what the running was because I think it was around fifty. The offense did absolutely nothing, but the defense still held held Permian down. Permian. Fewer than 270 yards of total offense against that triple, uh, triple option uh, uh, run attack. Permian got him late, but early on, that Pebble Hills defense was stout, dude. 
talking about, I was just about to say, that's a head coach Mark Torres opening up against Permian with such a young team, a young offense like that. Your defense, that's putting a lot on your defense. The defense came through for the most part, really playing well. And I saw him last night at the sack watching uh, the Thursday nighter, uh, the Austin uh, thriller, I guess, touchdown <laughs> the last 10 seconds of the contest to uh, beat El Dorado. Mark Torres is a happy camper. You could just tell looking at him, he had his OC with him. He's a guy who's feeling pretty good about himself and, and good about his team after week one. A loss at Permian. They say there's no such thing as a good loss. Uh, give Mark Torres a call. See what he has to say. Absolutely. Other games tonight, we got Burgess at Bel Air. Joe Rodriguez on the call there. That should be a fun one at Highlander Stadium. Let's see if the Burgess Mustangs can can rebound from last week's tough loss to Canateo. Eastwood and Hanks, two old rivals, two old district rivals, taking uh, part at Excalibur Stadium. That should be a fun one if you're probably a Troopers fan. Yeah, and it's played at, at Excalibur Stadium, so those things are always fun just because how crazy they get. But, uh, yeah, Eastwood, a veteran core, uh, you know, receivers. The one thing, Isaiah Pe- uh, Pena, their stud receiver, he went down uh, second half last week and didn't come back, so does Pena get on, on the field tonight? That'll be big. But Hanks is all sophomores and juniors. They lost virtually their entire junior class, quit to COVID last year, and and uh, Jason Blair told me only four seniors on that club this year. That's tough. A big experience. Now, Eastwood led by Andrew Martinez at quarterback, 407 total yards passing, five touchdowns for Andrew Martinez. So a big game there last week against Partland. We'll see if he can keep it up. Also, running back, pretty solid running back there, and Sam Lopez nearly 200 total yards for Sam Lopez and the Eastwood Troopers. And Hanks has uh, Xavier Johnson on the other side who had a good uh, 2020 that nobody saw also. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, all right, let's talk about another game, Bowie and Horizon. This team's both Bowie Bears and Horizon Scorpions both lost some tough games like there. Bowie really held on with Fort Stockton. Yeah, quite a surprise. Uh, their little five foot five quarterback, the lefty Aaron Morales. I call him the quarterback, but they move him all over the place. If they want to run the ball, okay, let's put him in the backfield and hand him off. I think Irvin did something similar uh, years back. I think it was Jess Puente. They put him in the backfield when they wanted to run the ball. When they wanted the quarterback to keep it, they put him at quarterback. That's what Bowie does with Morales. He's all over the place. They're like they're like uh, Austin. They're like Austin. Uh, you know, keep it simple, pro set, split backs, not doing anything fancy. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. Let other teams beat themselves. And it almost worked last week for Bowie, as you said, against the District 2-4A champs from a year ago, Fort Stockton, going against a Bowie team that didn't win a single game in 2020. Yeah, Fort Stockton defeated Bowie last week 32-21, while Horizon lost to Austin 32-14. That game all just underway at Horizon's Scorpion Emperor Stadium, I should say. So we'll head out there in a little bit. Meet up with Joey Panisi, get his take on the game. Some other big games today. We have Jefferson at Senelli, Mountain View at Irvin. The Irvin Rockets, another big surprise, a great uh, COVID year last year and really bringing it on this year. And how you say is that, that quarterback's name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we discussed this uh, uh, extendedly uh, pregame. Uh, Knutson. It's not Knutson, not Knutson, it's Knutson. And he's pretty darn good. 321 total yards last week, seven touchdowns. That's right. That's not a typo. Yeah, You're four, not hearing that wrong. Four throw and three running. Yeah, it's a so, fantastic versatile. job. But as Irvin defeated Hanks 49-27 last week, so Irvin gets Mountain View. Seeing about that game, that game at 
Tony Shaw Field at Irvin Memorial Stadium should be a fun one. Also, El Paso at Clint. We got Isleta at Socorro. Now, that's supposed to be a 7.30 p.m. kick, but due to all the, the weather and the lightning delays, that could be delayed even longer than that. <laughs> a Saturday morning kick, right? And here's a fun game right here, I think. Cathedral hosting Riverside. Both teams 1-0. Cathedral looked pretty good. Riverside put up 63 points last week. And Cathedral did almost the same. They were in the 50s against Tornillo. So, I, I, you know, I don't think we're still going to have that kind of high-scoring game. Riverside's probably got too many horses for the private school. But, yeah, you know, we'll find out what Fighting Irish are made of tonight. Riverside has Jose Gardado, 369 total yards and four touchdowns last week for the Riverside Rangers. A big game there. My Meanwhile, Cathedral, 47 nothing over Tornillo. They had quarterback Fernando Oriate. He had 355 yards and six. Six touchdowns for the Fighting Irish. Running back Rafael Ramirez had 135 yards rushing. And wide receiver Ray Hernandez, 236 yards receiving for the Fighting Irish. So should be interesting. That should be, could be a shootout. Potentially, we'll see what the rain does. Or maybe defenses finally step up in this one. Should be a lot of fun. We got much more from the land and enchantment. Also, you're out of town scoreboards a little bit later. We got a lot to get to. We're going to get to all of our reporters next. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, Sal, thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We have some scores from out of town so far down in the Permian Basin. Montwood and, or I should say Montwood hosting San Angelo Central. Let's start with that one over at the SAC. That was a 4 p.m. kick delayed due to lightning. Central just scored on a three-yard touchdown run. They currently lead Montwood 27-20. to That game in the third quarter. Down in the Permian Basin, Midland Christian leads Franklin 29-7. to That game just underway in the second half. Then down in Kerrville, Brian Rudder and Americus. Brian Rudder, boy, they've gotten a couple touchdowns there, Paul, and they now lead 30-7 to in the third quarter. Yeah, that one's going the wrong direction at, uh, at the wrong times. <laughs> Yikes. It's time to load up the bus, isn't it? There was a safety involved, uh, it sounded like an onside kick, then a flea flicker for Brian Rudder. Wow. Yeah, Wow is right, and, and not a good, not in a good way. That's tough for uh, the America's Trailblazers around town right now. Bel Air leading Burgess in the first quarter, seven to six. Yeah, ninety-eight yard kickoff return for Ray Campos put Burgess on the board, missed the extra point, but then Bel Air comes right back. Chris Baxter had a touchdown reception a week ago in that twenty-one-six win over Socorro. Another big one here, fifty yards out. Baxter with a score. Bel Air takes the early seven-six lead. And we have some late kicks all around town. It's been reported at Conquest Stadium, Pebble Hills, and Delvai. We'll kick off at 7.30. We'll head out to Adrian Brodus in just a little bit for a preview. Also a 7.30 kick between Coronado and Chapin at Thunderbird Stadium. We'll head out to Steve Escajeda in a little while. And uh, But first, we're going to start off with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Head out to Lowenberg Stadium for Eastlake and Canateel. Let's join Brandon Cohn. Brandon. 7.52 remaining here in the opening quarter. Eastlake has taken a 7 to nothing lead over Canyon Teo. Now, first to begin this game, Eastlake quarterback 
Rendon has been running all over Kingetio's defense on the first drive. A penalty actually is an unsportsmanlike penalty. A late hit out of bounds ends up putting the Falcons in great territory there in Kingetio's territory at the 40. The drive stalls at the Kingetio 23 when the kicker Julia Julian Merlusi then boots a 40-yard field goal at the 840 mark. They end up taking the points off the board, though, because of a Kingetio blunder. A penalty gives Eastlake an automatic first down. Then a couple more penalties on the other side where Eastlake moves them all the way back to the 36. And then the Falcons decide to go into their bag of tricks as quarterback Randone tosses it to his running back, Elijah Uribe, the jack of all trades. And Uribe ends up throwing a 36-yard touchdown pass to his wideout, Isaiah Chavez, on the razzle-dazzle stick play. PAT is good. Eastlake, 7 to nothing over Kenya Teal. We have seven minutes remaining here in the opening quarter in our game of the week. Interesting game so far, to say the least. 7 to nothing, Eastlake over Kenya Teal. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. 7 nothing, Eastlake over Canateo. That's sure going to be a fun one over at Lowenberg Stadium. Just an update from Matador Stadium, Parkland and Andrus. That's now going to be a 7.40 kickoff. Uh, you, can't, you can't read my writing. Uh, Jaime Chavez says a possible 7.30 kickoff. <laughs> 7.30 kickoff. <laughs> yeah, Nobody can read writing. my writing. So Again, this is just week two. We're still getting used <laughs> to each other. Uh, also, an update from the sack. Montwood kicker. Diego Ceballos, a 22-yard field goal for the Montwood Rams. Central, that cuts into Central's lead. Central now up on Montwood, 34-23. That's per the El Paso Sports Network. Thank you very much, Asa Costa. Nice job there. Now we're going to head out to Adrian Brodus, get an update on Pebble Hills and Delvai. That game is 7.30 kickoff, hopefully here in a couple minutes. Let's head out to Adrian Brodus at Conquest Stadium. Adrian. Three minutes till kickoff out here as Del Valle is hosting Pebble Hills. The Conquistadores came off a uh, victory last week against Coronado, 27-7. to It was scoreless midway into the third quarter, and then the Conquistadores scored two in the third, two in the fourth, and it was largely part of their running back, Christian Martinez, the senior. He had a really big game in that one, guys. 169 rushing yards and a touchdown. I really like their quarterback as well, who had a pair of scores. Pebble Hills hung in last week with Permian, ultimately lost 26-15. to I really like their balance. Uh, Two-quarterback system with Jacob Ledesma, who had, a 37, who had 37 yards through the air. Gael Ochoa, though, is really impressive. The sophomore for Pebble Hills, 70 passing yards last week, 35 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown on the ground. So, again, just a couple minutes out here as Del Valle is getting ready to uh, host uh, Pebble Hill. So, right back to you guys in the studio. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. A fun one over there. At Conquest Stadium, Delvai hosting Pebble Hills. Thank you very much, Adrian. We'll get to out to you a little bit later once the action starts. More action over at Coronado, but has yet to be begun. So, let's head out to Steve Escajeda and Coronado and Chapin. Steve, take it away. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, again, we are in a rain delay here with a 7.30 start uh, between uh, Chapin and Coronado, both 0-1 on the season, but we are in the middle of the national anthem, and I don't want to be disrespectful, so I'll go ahead and kick it back to you guys for at least for now. Okay, thank you, Steve. We'll head back out to you in just a little bit. Bo, I think Steve was already disrespectful. (laughs) Did I just hear him say we are in a rain delay? Does he not know he is at a football game he is not at a <laughs> baseball he's game used to those chihuahuas games i think over the summer rain stops used to football. nothing lightning <laughs> however does stop things 
Well, we got an update from Hanks High School. Eastwood takes a 7-0 lead over the Hanks Knights. We'll head out to J.D. Sursley in just a moment. First, let's head out to Bel Air High School in Highlander Stadium. Join Joe Rodriguez for Burgess at Bel Air. Joe Rod, take it away. 124 left in the opening quarter, and it is Bel Air leading Burgess by the score of 7-6. Burgess took the opening kickoff 98 yards for the touchdown uh, on a beautiful uh, kickoff return by Ray Campos. The extra point was no good on the ensuing possession. The Bel Air Highlanders won six plays and uh, won 82 yards in six plays. A touchdown was a 50-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Noah Moreno to Christian uh, Baker. And right now, as I'm giving you this report, uh, the Burgess Mustangs appear to have just broken it for 50 yards on the touchdown pass. Uh, so it'll be the Burgess Mustangs taking a 13-7 lead with the extra point pending. So with 58 seconds left in the opening quarter, it is Burgess now taking the lead over this live calling by the score of 12-7. to 12-7. to seven. Boy, action right now. Breaking uh, update from Joe Rod over at Highlander Stadium. And more all over the city, at least than where they're actually playing, Bo. Uh, East Lake Canutillo. Falcons on the board. Isaiah Chavez, a 36-yard touchdown reception. And take a wild guess who threw it, Bo Bagley. Elijah Uribe. There you go. One for one for a score a week ago, and apparently <laughs> one for one for a score again. Should we just make him quarterback? Just make him quarterback right now. Why not? One touchdown a week. That's all we ask from him, right? <laughs> nice job there. We do have score updates from around the area. Clint has taken an early lead over El Paso High. 6 nothing in the first quarter there. So now uh, let's head out to J.D. Sursley in Hank's Excalibur Stadium. The Hank's Knights and the Eastwood Troopers for a little rivalry game over at Excalibur. J.D., take it away. 7-10 left in the first quarter. Um, Eastwood 7-0 over Hanks. Isaiah Pena, wide receiver from Eastwood, is not playing today due to his left knee injury sustained in last week's win against Parkland. Seven, seven minutes left in the first quarter. Eastwood 7, Hanks 0. Okay, J.D., thank you very much. I'm not so sure Eastwood needs a the full 100% roster here to take care of Hanks tonight, but still Isaiah Pena, a big part of the Eastwood Troopers offense. Uh, but you're right. Just because the kid's not on the field, that doesn't mean it's anything serious. Uh, just It also has to do with uh, you know maybe the opponent on the other side of the ball. Well, hopefully he'll be all right and we get to see him next week. But now let's head out to Horizon Emperor Stadium and join Horizon hosting Bowie, the Bowie Bears, and Joey Panisi for an update. Joey. Sounds Joey, like, go ahead. I think Joey's having too much fun out there. You know who else is having fun is uh, those East Lake Falcons. Another one on the board, Elijah Uribe, 66 yards on the ground this time. They're up 14 to zip on what was a terrific Canyon Teal defense uh, a week ago. Uh, they're st- still looking for that D in the first quarter tonight. Well, you know, Eastlake can uh, put up some points in their show, and I'm surprised uh, that Canateo uh, hasn't gotten on the board, but really, really good, strong offense by the Eastlake Falcons. And that Mid- Midland Christian-Franklin game just uh, gets worse for the home team. 37-7 to now, Midland Christian rolling in that one. Uh, it's going to be a long bus ride back for the Franklin Cougars. Uh, that's a tough one for Franklin. A uh, long bus ride to uh, Albuquerque last week, and now coming back from the Permian Basin today. 
So, Sal, where are we headed? We're having uh, we have uh, Jaime coming up next. Okay, Coach Jaime Chavez. He's over at Parkland's Matador Stadium, Parkland and Andrus. Let's get an update from from that game, Coach. Okay, well, we've uh, we're in a weather delay, and uh, we were supposed to have a seven o'clock kickoff, and then they moved it to to seven thirty. But the, some of the uh, the players, uh, both teams, are barely getting off the field for their first warm up. So uh, we're assuming we're going to start in about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, this is um, Andrus at Parkland. Andrus 1-0 and Parkland 0-1. Last week, Andrus took care of business by beating Chapin 42-13. And Parkland lost to Eastwood 35-20. And for, uh, for Andrus, uh, Jeremiah Cooper, he had a big game last week. He goes he's very effective, one of the best all-around players in the city, you know, on offense and defense. He had six catches last week for 70 yards and, and um, well, actually uh, six carries, 70 yards rushing and one touchdown and receiving three catches, 64 yards. And on defense, he had an interception for the Andrews Eagles. On the other side, um, quarterback Parkland, um, Parkland quarterback Brian Alvaran, he had pretty good numbers last week. He was 12 of 28, 249 yards passing, one touchdown, but three interceptions. And the, the coach says, um, Coach Franz says he's uh, Eric Franz, the head coach of Parkland, says he's got to be more careful this evening. And Franz also indicated we've got to keep an eye on Jeremiah Cooper. He's dangerous. He's one of the better players in the city. So uh, that's our focus this evening. So once again, in Northeast El Paso at, at Parkland Stadium, there's a rain delay, a weather delay between the Andrus Eagles and the Parkland Matadors. And, Bo, more action still out there. That Burgess-Bel Air game getting a little bit crazy. Back on the board, the Mustangs. Tavares Jones, a 50-yard reception for a score. Remember, next to nothing for him for about three quarters a week ago. But on the board now, 12-7, to they go for two. Uh, missed that one. 12-7, Burgess up on Bel Air. Also, uh, Horizon now up 14-zip. Uh, Ernie Garcia, 70-yard touchdown run for the uh, two-score lead as they jump all over uh, Bowie. All right, that game at Horizon High School. Let's head out to Joey Panisi there at Emperor Stadium for an update on that Bowie Horizon game. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Horizon High School with one minute and ten seconds left in the first quarter. It's all Horizon. They're up over Bowie, 14-0. Ernie Garcia scored a touchdown last week. They weren't quite sure how well he was going to do, but two times he touched the ball, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Game started with Bowie nine consecutive running plays and then uh, Horizon blitzed twice in a row, sacked him for 20 yards, and then it's been all Horizon after that. Uh, Horizon's figured him out. It's going to be interesting to see how Bowie uh, recovers. So with 43 seconds left in the first quarter from Horizon High School, it's the Horizon Scorpions 14, the Bowie Bears 0. Joey, thank you very much. Great to have you on this week. And the Horizon Scorpions, a tough loss to Austin last week. Really putting it to the Bowie Bears so far tonight. 14-0 Horizon over Bowie in the first quarter. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Get another update from Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, for Eastlake Canateo. Brandon, take it away. 225 opening quarter here. It's 14 to nothing. Eastlake over Kenya Teal. At the 510 mark of the first quarter, Eastlake's running back, Elijah Uribe, he's lightning fast. He just can't be stopped. He scores on a spectacular 66 yard touchdown run straight up the middle and nothing but gone. It was an amazing run to put 
the Falcons up 14 to nothing. The Falcons defense putting relentless pressure on Canyon quarterback, Devin Granados, forcing the Eagles into numerous third and longs, and they just punted again. The Falcons looking great in this opening quarter here at Canyon Lowenberg Stadium. A buck and change remaining here, opening quarter, 145 to be exact. 14 to nothing, Eastlake over Canyon all right, Iceman, thank you very much. An amazing game out there. Loving the call from Brandon Cohn. Nice job. Less than an amazing game out in Kerrville. Things get worse and worse for America's. They're going to take their second straight loss as that one heads to the fourth quarter. Brian Rudder now up 37-7 to in a game that's a little, little more competitive and a little more back and forth. We just kicked this thing off. And already this thing is a game that's back and forth. The Beller Highlanders now back up on top of the Burgess Mustangs. Joe Rodriguez tells us, the Baxter kid, one more time from 70 yards out. Woo! Some of those Mustangs, they need to cover this guy. 70-yard touchdown to go with a 50-yard touchdown reception. Extra point blocked. Beller now out back on top of Burgess. 13-12, to 12, and I think that one's with like 10 minutes left in the first quarter. Maybe not quite. Wow, that's going to be a fun one out there. 13-12 back Already and forth is. at Highlander Stadium. We'll head back out to Joe Rod in just a little bit. First, let's head out to Coronado T-Bird Stadium. Coronado hosting Chapin. Both teams looking for their first victory of the season. Let's join Steve Escajeda. Steve. We've got 8.33 now to go in the first quarter, and we're scoreless between Coronado and Chapin. And uh, first, I want to see Paul McKinnon. You are correct. It is a lightning delay, not a rain delay. Uh, and uh, again, Chapin took the opening kickoff here, and he's doing it down the field or down inside the Coronado 10 yard line. So they're threatening right away. Uh, Chapin, again, uh, lost their opening game last week. In fact, both these teams uh, had a hard time ruining the football last week. Uh, Chapin only amassing 183 total yards. They're going to have about half of that on this opening drive. So, uh, again, Chapin, it's going to be uh, looking at a second down and a goal to go from the eight-yard line of Coronado. Uh, here on the west side, looks like we're going to be okay the rest of the night, uh, lightning-wise. There's eight of to go in the first quarter. Chapin, nothing. Coronado, nothing. And both the Franklin Cougars back on the board. and Back is in for the second time of the night. Uh, they're getting uh, hammered. But uh, coach's kid, Miles McWhorter, 50-yard touchdown reception from Cameron Bird. Franklin closes within 37-13. That one's uh, headed to the fourth quarter by now. Also, end of third quarter, started the fourth quarter. Montwood trails San Angelo Central 34-23. Tough game for Montwood out there. See if they can come back. We have weather delays, lightning delays all over town. Already hearing via Twitter and Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times that Pebble Hills Del Valle is delayed even further because of lightning. So we'll head out to Adrian Broadus in just a little bit. Also, Andres Parkland expected for a 745 tip. We'll head back out to Coach Jaime Chavez in just a little while, get an update. And of course, from the Iceman, Brandon Cohn in our game of the week, Eastlake and Kennetio. So far, Eastlake up 14 nothing. That in the first quarter, we'll have updates from there. Also, a f- exciting one, 13-12 Bel Air over Burgess. That at the end of the first quarter. We're going to take a break right now, get ready, and uh, head back out to all of the games as all these games now get underway after lightning delays. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you, Sal. Showing the love out there to all the reporters. We love it. Silky smooth, Sal Montez. I'm Bo Bagley alongside Paul McKinnon. Here's some updated scores for you. Right now, Americus trailing Brian Rutter and Kerrville 44 to 7. Yikes. Last check, Montwood trails San Angelo Central 34 23, that in the fourth quarter. And Midland Christian leading Franklin in the fourth. 37 13. Yeah, worse than that now. 44 to 13. Middle Christian over Franklin. Yikes. 44 13. Middle Christian over Franklin. Around town, Riverside and Cathedral. A little battle of unbeatens to start the season. Week two, Riverside up on Cathedral early in this game. 21 0. Also, last check, Clint over El Paso. 6 0 in the first. Some updates. Bel Air over Burgess. 13 12 in the the first quarter. Eastlake up on Canateo, 14-0. Chapin up on Coronado, 7-0 in the first. Eastwood over Hanks, 7-0 in the first. And Horizon over Bowie, 14-0 in the first quarter. Let's head out to our reporters, starting with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Eastlake and Canateo join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn. Brandon. 10-31 left here in the second quarter. 14-0 Eastlake over Canateo. Eastlake has just been completely at a loss for what they can do offensively. It's been all Eastlake so far. They've been putting, again, relentless pressure on their quarterback, Devin Granados, who had 68 yards rushing rather last week in their victory at Burgess. This is a team that Eastlake, led by their running back, Elijah Rebe, again, in the first quarter alone, a 36-yard touchdown pass and also a 66-yard touchdown run in that opening quarter. We have 10-10 left here in the first half at Lowenberg Stadium. It's 14 to nothing, Eastlake over Canyoteo. And Bo, this one from Eastwood Hanks. You know, your top receiver, Pena, he's out. What do you do? Eh, just throw the ball to the running back. Why not? Sam Lopez, who had a six-yard touchdown run, put Eastwood up seven zip. Chips in a 50-yarder through the air, 14-0 Eastwood out on top of the Hanks Knights. A uh, little rivalry game over there in East El Paso between Hanks and Eastwood. Longtime rivals uh, meeting up again tonight. We'll head out to J.D. Sursley in just a little bit. First, let's head out to the best game of the night so, so far between Burgess and Bel Air. Let's head out to Highlander Stadium and join Joe Rodriguez. Joe Rot, take it away. 9.58 left in the second quarter, and it is Burgess leading Baylor by the score of 20-13. A lot of offensive fireworks in this first quarter. Let's take it back. Two possessions, two where the Burgess Mustangs hit a 50-yard touchdown pass from a quarterback sophomore, uh, uh, Coach Rowledge's son, uh, Andrew Rowledge, uh, to Tavares Jones on a 50-yard touchdown pass that made it 12-7. to And from there, the Bel Air Highlanders on an ensuing possession win only two plays, a 70-yard touchdown pass, from Moreno to Baxter, uh, Christian Baxter. That was our second connection of the game. The extra point was no good to most recently. The Burgess Mustangs went 70 yards in four plays, a 34-yard touchdown pass. Once again, from quarterback Andrew Routledge to Adam Sierra. At that point, the Burgess Mustangs went for the two-point conversion and converted to which brings us to where we're at right now. The Burgess Mustangs have just crossed into uh, Bel Air territory after the Highlanders turned the ball over on down. So with 9.50 to go in the second quarter, it is Burgess Mustangs leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 20-13. to All right, Joe, thank you very much. What an exciting game there at Highlander Stadium. 
And out at uh, Conquest Stadium, Conquistadores on the board, not from the offense. Offense didn't score any points last week, haven't scored any points this week, but the special teams sure did. Uh, Pebble Hill snapped a punt uh, back into the end zone. Devai makes the tackle in the end zone. Two points for the Conquistadores, yes, sir, and they'll get that free kick, so I'm sure they're just itching to do something with that. Well, already two more points than they had in the first half uh, last week against... Uh, Out of their offense, no doubt. <laughs> no, no, there you go. 2 nothing. Delvai leading Pebble Hills early on in that game. We have an update from the sack. Quarterback Kevin Melendez of Montwood High School hitting Oaxaca for a 17-yard touchdown oh. pass. Two-point conversion, no good. So that cuts Central's lead to five with four and a half minutes to go. Central leads Montwood 34-29. And that's got to be at least his fourth touchdown reception of the night was a terrific player uh one other game uh, out of hand but frankly cougar still fighting uh coach's kid miles mcwarner one more time 50 yard touchdown run gets franklin back within 44 20 that's three scores 147 still left in the third quarter so Okay, still in the third quarter, Midland Christian over Franklin, 44-20. to 20. And I'm thinking uh, Oaxaca out of Montwood could be our Taco Avocat player of the night. I'm just saying, boy, he's, uh, he's playing really well tonight. Could be. I, I say we make it official right now. He's in. <laughs> win or lose. Well, let's just wait. We still got a lot of game to play, all right? All right, let's head out to Steve Escajeda. Last check, Chapin was up 7 nothing over Coronado. Let's head out to Thunderbird Stadium and join Steve. Steve? We've got 4.45 to go in the first quarter, and Chapin does need the Coronado T-Birds 6 to nothing. Uh, Chapin scoring when uh, quarterback uh, Mason Sandifer hit uh, Timothy uh, Pastran with an 80-yard touchdown pass. We said earlier they were inside the 10-yard line. Well, in the very next play, they connected for the score. Uh, Coronado has the ball, and they just got a first down um, on their ensuing possession, just passing the 50-yard line. Of course, the Tebers tonight are growing up their starting senior quarterback, uh, Tristan Escobedo. Uh, he is missing his second straight volume this year, got injured during a scrimmage before the season started, and they've turned the ball over to sophomore uh, starter Blake Brandag. Uh, they say he's a uh, six-footer. He's going to be good, but again, I did say sophomore, so it's going to take him a little time to grow into this role, uh, but we'll see how he does. He had a 151 yards and a touchdown pass last week. 4-23-22 to go in the opening quarter. Chapin leading Coronado 6-0. And, Bo, I saw, I saw the Chapin quarterback stand for a week ago, a three-year starter in a sense. You know, he looks pretty good, throws a nice ball, but the kid is a sophomore about a month into the season, broke his collarbone, missed that season. No, of course, last year was COVID. And as I said, for a guy who's a three-year starter who really hasn't gotten the reps that you know he should have gotten, Looks pretty darn good. The Pastron kid who got the touchdown to give him the lead tonight had a couple of really nice catches, 37-yarder to take the lead over Andrus last week, but really a sensational jump ball that he went up and got. Not a tough physical kid. He's pretty angular. I don't, you, know, you don't see him coming over the middle making those kinds of tough catches, but man-on-man uh, man along the sidelines, you throw that thing up in the air, that kid's got a better than 50-50 shot to come down with it. All right, very capable there. Chapin and Coronado, 6 nothing. Chapin, the Huskies, over the Coronado T-Birds that game in the first quarter. Another score update from a battle in Las Cruces. Oregon Mountain, formerly known as the Oñate High School, taking on Mayfield at the Field of Dreams. The Trojans lead the night 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. More action around town. Let's head out to Emperor Stadium. Horizon hosting Bowie. Last check, it was 14-0 Horizon. Let's catch up with Joey Panisi for an update. Joey. 
Yes, from Horizon High School with six minutes and eight seconds left in the second quarter. It's Horizon 14, Bowie 7. Bowie capitalized on a careless fumble by Horizon on their own 40-yard line. It was a double free flicker. Uh, we got live action, and we've got Ernie Garcia with a 48-yard touchdown for Horizon, his third touchdown of the night. My goodness, every time he touches the ball, there's action. Um, like I say, 47 yards, uh, Horizon was goofing around on the double flea flicker. The fumble was pounced on by Jose Trejo. Uh, Bowie connected on a 46-yard uh, pass from Aaron Ramirez to Jetty and Sanchez. And uh, one play later, it was a touchdown. Um, Aaron Ramirez snuck it in, so now we got Horizon with another score. They're back for the extra point. Uh, we're looking at 20-7 to Horizon. The kick is up. And it's good. Okay, so the Scorpions recovered from the turnover. It's now Horizon 21, Bowie 7 with 5.57 left in the second quarter at Horizon High School. All right, Joey, thank you very much. Breaking action over there at Emperor Stadium. Exciting game for the Horizon Scorpions so far, leading Bowie Bears 21-7. to All right, let's head back out to Hanks High School in Excalibur Stadium. Last check, it was 14-0 Eastwood over Hanks. Let's get an update from J.D. Sursley. J.D. 40 seconds left in the first quarter. Oh. Eastwood up 21-7 over Hanks. Sam Lopez with a 50-yard reception touchdown along with his six-yard run touchdown. Xavier Johnson for Hanks to answer with 75 yards. 33 seconds left, 28-7, Eastwood just scored. <laughs> All right. Hanks, it, Hanks really having a hard time with the Eastwood Troopers right now. Eastwood scoring while J.D. is on the air. 28 points already in that one so far. 28-7, to Eastwood over Hanks. Going how much we pretty much expected that one to go. Eastwood just has a ton of firepower. Yeah, and, you know, we were beating it like a dead horse, belaboring the point, but the Hanks Knights are an extremely young team. Sophomores and juniors mostly, four seniors on that club. They lost a ton in uh, in 2020. And uh, speaking of losing, Candy Teal's off to a great start tonight at the Lowenberg Stadium. Eastlake now 21 to nothing on the board again. Third touchdown. Take a wild guess at who's involved. Elijah Uribe, the running back. He's thrown for one. He ran for one. This time he catches a 49-yard pass. From uh, Rendon, who threw five last week, he's thrown well just one. Has has Uribe, by the way, twenty-one to nothing now. Eastlake on top of Candido. And an update from uh, Midland Christian. This game now into the fourth quarter. Midland Christian and Franklin. Midland Christian leads Franklin forty-four to twenty. Just now into the fourth quarter. And a final out at the sack, thirty-four to twenty-nine final. San Angelo Central squeaks by the Montwood Rams. That's a tough game. Montwood trailed that one 34-23 late in the third quarter, making a game of it, missed a two-point conversion to make it a three-point game, and they fall by five. So Montwood falls to 0-2 on this season. Tough game for the Montwood Rams. A quick turnaround for Montwood, though. They'll host Burgess on Thursday. Thursday, so a quick turnaround for the Montwood Rams. But I know that Ariel Famaligi, head coach of the Montwood Rams, got to be got to be disappointed with an 0-2 start and a tough loss to San Angelo Central today. 34-29 Central over Montwood.
Yeah, but again, put, putting up a fight, you know, you talk about uh, good losses. Are, are there such things? I think Pebble Hills had a good loss a week ago at Odessa Permian. Uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see. How do, how do you bounce back the, the following? Do you, do you carry momentum from a game like this? A lot of times it's extra physicality that you're not even used to. It's, it's hard to get out of bed on Saturday morning and maybe, maybe even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday where you're not really prepped for the following week. But let's see what they do a week from now, and that'll tell you how Montwood feels about what they accomplished on the football field tonight. Okay, we have several late kicks around town. Let's head out to Dovai High School Conquest Stadium. A late kick there due to lightning. Last check, it was 2-0 thanks to a safety for the Dovai Conquistadors over Pebble Hills. Let's head out and reach out to Adrian Broadus for an update. Adrian. 5-10 left here in the first quarter. Del Valle 5, Pebble Hills nothing. After the snap sailed over the punter's hands, Del Valle was credited with a team safety to start things off. And then on Del Valle's first possession, the Conquistadores had a quick moving drive down the field. A nice 22-yard pass from Jesse Ramos to RJ Bracamontes. Also a nice 18-yard carry by running back Christian Martinez. But the drive stalled at the Pebble Hills 20-yard line. So that's where we're at right now. A field goal by kicker Isaac Williams put Del Valle up 5 nothing. So, again, we've got five minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Del Valle 5, five Pebble Hills nothing. Hmm. Wow, 5 nothing, Boy, the Delvai Conquistadors know how to play first-half defense, that's for sure. Shutout so far in two consecutive weeks over Coronado last week and now Pebble Hills so far. Nice start for the Delvai Conquistadors. 5 nothing in the first quarter over Pebble Hills. Some excitement out at Matador Stadium. Let's head out Andres in Parkland. Let's reach out to Coach Jaime Chavez for an update. Coach. We've got 10.57 left in the first quarter. It is Andrus 7 and Parkland 0 for Andrus on the opening kickoff. Malcolm Anderson, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. The extra point was good. Malcolm gets the ball at the two-yard line, and he goes up the middle untouched for the score for the Andrus Eagles. The extra point was good. And there was a 54-minute weather delay from this game between Andrews and Parkland, which was uh, slated, of course, to start at 7. And they moved the starting time to 7.30, but officials decided to take a little bit more time, and thus uh, our 54-minute weather delay. So again, uh, for Andrews, Malcolm Anderson, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and Parkland has the ball at their own. They've got a, a fourth down, a fourth and two at their own 35-yard line. They're in punt formation. So we've got 10:01 left in the first quarter at Matador Stadium in Northeast El Paso. Andrew 7, Parkland 0. Thank you, Coach. Wow. Malcolm Anderson, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for the Andrus Eagles. You said Andrus and Parkland haven't played in quite some time. Boy, they lighting up the night so far in that late kickoff. And second uh, kickoff return for a score in, in the city uh, tonight. Remember, Burgess's Ray Campos uh, did the same 98-yard opening uh, kickoff. By the way, we haven't heard from Joe Rodriguez in a while. There's probably at least three or four more good scores <laughs> Scores in that one. 19-13, to 13, I think, last we checked. Uh, Burgess Belair and Joe Rod out at Highlander Stadium. Absolutely. We'll head out in just a little bit. First, our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. The East Lake Falcons and the Canateo Eagles. Let's head back out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update. 634 second quarter, 21 to nothing, Eastlake over Canyon Tio at the 835 mark of the second. 
Eastlake quarterbacks Sebastian Rondon, throws a 49-yard touchdown pass to who else? Running back slash wide receiver slash quarterback Elijah Do It All Uribe. PAT was good, making the score Eastlake 21 to nothing. Elijah Uribe, three touchdowns in this first half. He threw one, he ran for one, and now he received a touchdown pass. Unbelievable. Falcon secondary doing an outstanding job containing Cayetillo's wide receivers, allowing absolutely nothing through the air for Granado. Five straight incompletions for the Eagles quarterback. Then at the 634 mark to make matters work, worse, a bad snap on Cayetillo's part goes over the punter's head. He leads to exceptional field position for Eastlake because the Cayetillo punter has to fall on the ball. Eastlake starts at their own, or pardon me, at the Cayetillo 30-yard line. 6-11 left, opening half, all Eastlake, 21 to nothing over Cayetillo. Wow, Paul, 21 nothing Eastlake over Cayetillo. Eastlake really showing up in our Cisco Movers game of the week, really playing well tonight. And, you know, it's pretty much what we talked about uh, pregame. How often does that happen? Almost never. So <laughs> we said, wow, that Canyon T.O. defense, how terrific. Held Tavares to Jones to just 50 yards a week ago. What a great player he is. What a great defense is they, they have. Oh, by the way, there was that Sean Street kid who caught five balls for 120 yards, a 90-yard touchdown, a couple other short touchdowns, three touchdown passes for the Burgess Mustangs. If the defensive backfield of Canyon T.O. is not up to East Lake tonight, they're going to have issues. Well, guess what? The defensive backfield of the Candy T.U. Eagles is not up to the passing game. And the tricks of the Eastlake Falcons. Uh, the running back, Elijah Uribe, I assume off some kind of a trick, threw an option pass for a score, caught a 50-plus yard pass for a score. And uh, Rendon, who threw five touchdowns last week against El Dorado, has thrown another one here tonight. Uh, the air game has just eaten the Candy T.U. defense alive. And also maybe turn it around that Eastlake defense holding El Dorado to 14 points last week. Right now shutting out Canateo at Julius and Irene Lowenberg Stadium. Eastlake defense, maybe we're not talking about them enough. And, and Bo, you make a great point. Usually teams that can run the football are tough on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's what they do. All Canateo does and all Canateo has done in the 20 plus years that Scott Brooks has, has been there grind out the football usually a good quarterback who can keep the ball and make plays and and at least one stud running back back there who can make plays and and that stud is uh, lj martin ran for more than 200 uh, yards a week ago to to grind up uh, burgess but uh that they have not been able to to uh make those stops as i as i said usually usually tough against the ground game east lake's not even trying to run the football against that ground defense they're taking advantage of what they can take advantage of and as you said these lake defense doing the same they've shut candy Ken- completely out you would think candy would be able to run the football just like they're able to run it against everybody so far not so good you make a great point and once again in our Cisco Movers game of the week with six minutes to go in the first half, Eastlake over Canateo, 21 nothing. Now after our show, visit 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep 1, and final scores for Football Friday Night. Make sure to subscribe to the Football Friday Night on demand for the replay of each show. Football Friday Night. On Demand is available wherever you get your podcasts. We have some breaking updates from Highlander Stadium. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez for Burgess and Bel Air. Joe Rod, take it away. What you got? 419 to go in the second quarter, and it is Burgess leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 23 to 13. A 37 yard field goal attempt by Jesus Torres for the Burgess Mustang was good, and this came after uh, the Burgess Mustangs had a th- third and 
well over 25, not to say 30 yards. And then there was a roughing the passer called on the Beller Highlander defense that kept the drive alive for the Burgess Mustangs that allowed them to extend their lead. So with 4.30 to go in the second quarter, it is Burgess leading Bel Air by the score of 23-13. to Okay, Joe, thank you very much. Exciting game there. Once again, four minutes to go, 23-13, Burgess over Bel Air. As we take a break, we're going to have our two-minute drill brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. That's next on Football Friday Night, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, Sal, thank you very much. Let's do a quick rundown of our games. Eastlake, Canateo. Eastlake up on Canateo, 21-0 in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Andrus leads Parkland, 14-0. In the second quarter, or late first, Delvai leads Pebble Hills 11-0. Chapin over Coronado 6-0 in the first. Burgess and Bel Air, exciting one at Highlander Stadium. Burgess up on Bel Air 23-13 at last check. Eastwood all over Hanks in the second quarter 35-7. Bowie and Horizon down at Emperor Stadium. Horizon leads that one 34-7 in the second quarter. Also around town, Riverside up on Cathedral in the second quarter, 27-0. Also, last check, El Paso-Clint, the latest score we have was just 6-0 Clint over El Paso. We'll try to get an update from you on that one. Uh, Late in the second quarter, Mayfield and Oregon Mountain at the Field of Dreams. Mayfield with three turnovers in that one. Mayfield, though, leads Oregon Mountain 7-0. And in the second quarter, up in Albuquerque, Centennial and Sandia. Centennial leads that one 21-0 over Sandia. And finals and Kerrville. Brian Rudder defeats Americus 44-7. Also, Central defeats Montwood 34-29. That's final at the sack. And down in the Permian Basin, Midland Christian and Franklin, this one in the fourth quarter. Midland Christian leads Franklin 51-20. Now time for our two-minute drill, brought to you by El Paso Association of Builders. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Brandon Cohn for Eastlake Canateo. Brandon. 3.56 left here in the second quarter. It is Eastlake, 24 to nothing over Canyon Teal. Just a few seconds ago at the 4.02 mark, Eastlake kicker Julian Malucci boots a 43-yard field goal, putting the Falcons up 24 to nothing. 3.56 to go here, opening half, and it is 24 to nothing in favor of Eastlake over Canyon Teal. Brandon, thank you very much. 24-0 late in the first half. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez in Highlander Stadium for Burgess and Bel Air. Joe. one thirty-nine left to go in the second quarter, and it is Burgess leading Bel Air by the score of 23-13 to in the most recent possession. The Burgess Mustangs attempted a 41-yard field goal attempt, but the attempt by Jesus Torres was no good, and uh, the two-minute offense is in effect here for Bel Air as they are trying to get into Burgess Mustang territory with 133 to go in the second quarter. It is Burgess leading Bel Air by the score of 23 to 13. Joe, thank you very much. Let's head out to Emperor Stadium and join Joey Panisi as Horizon hosts Bowie. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Horizon High School with a minute 50 seconds left in the second quarter. It's now Horizon 34, Bowie 7. 
what can I say? It's been Ernie Garcia, Ernie Garcia, Ernie Garcia, Ernie Garcia. That's right. Four touchdowns. Ernie Garcia carries again, and he's in the end zone again for his fifth touchdown. Ernie Garcia, this one's from only 12 yards out. So turning it back with 139 left to go in the second quarter from Horizon High School, it's the Scorpions getting ready to tack on 40 to Bowie 7. Wow, Joey, your second touchdown live on the air of the night. Nice job, Joey, and welcome back. Glad to have you on the air. 40-7, to Horizon over Bowie. Wow, big game there. Let's head out to Hank's Excalibur Stadium and join J.D. Sursley as Hank's is hosting Eastwood. J.D., what's the update there? Um, a lot to a little. Eastwood 35, Hank's 7. We're a little under 10 minutes in the second quarter, barely. Eastwood 35, Hank 7. Two-yard touchdown recently from Jake Chanowski to make it 35-7 under 9.48 to play in the second quarter. Okay, J.D., thank you very much. 35-7 to Eastwood looking good early on in the first half there. 35-7 to over the Hanks Knights. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus at Conquest Stadium and join Delvai and Pebble Hills. Adrian, what's the update there? It's the start of the second quarter. Still, Del Valle with an 11 to nothing lead against Pebble Hills. Del Valle had a nice rushing touchdown by their senior tailback. It was uh, Christian Martinez on the carry, and uh, that that actually put um, Del Valle up 11 to nothing. So again, we've got 11:52 left here in the opening half. Del Valle 11. Del Valle 11. Um, Pebble Hills nothing. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Still a lot of game to play in that one. Lots of weather delays and lightning delays all over town tonight. So it's a lot of the games starting late tonight. And last check is Led and Socorro supposed to kick off about 7.30. That's looking like an 8.30 kickoff between Isleta and Socorro at the sack. Another late kickoff between Chapin and Coronado at T-Bird Stadium. Let's join Steve Escajeda for an update from T-Bird Stadium. Steve. We've got six minutes to go exactly in the second quarter, and Chapin now leads Coronado 13 to nothing. That's our quarterback again, Mason Sandifer, keeping it in the family this time, hitting his brother Hunter Sandifer with a 16-yard touchdown pass again to make it 13 nothing. And uh, Mason, so far in the ball game, the quarterback for Chapin, he's seven out of 12, 111 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Six minutes to go here before halftime. Keep it 13, Coronado nothing. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Big game for both teams, both looking for their first victory of the season. Chapin leading Coronado, 13-0. Hey, a barn burner to kick off the game between Andrus and Parkland, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for the Eagles. Let's join Coach Jaime Chavez for an update there between Andrus and Parkland. Coach? We've got 5.46 left in the first quarter. It is Andrus 21 Parkland zero. Malcolm Anderson, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And running back Malachi Du, he's got touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards. So Andrews dominating this contest here in Northeast El Paso. 539 left in the first quarter at Matador Stadium. It is all Andrews. Andrews 21, Parkland zero. 
Wow, a lot of game to play there, but boy, did Andrus come out hot in this one between old rivals. Haven't played in quite some time, nearly two decades. Andrus and Parkland, 21-0 Andrus over the Parkland Matadors. This two-minute drill brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. Real high school football action is brought to you by Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they're members of the El Paso Association of Builders. The home of Real Texas Builders, El ElPasoBuilders.com. Still to come on Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Lots of games going to halftime. We'll have scores from all around West Texas and the land of enchantment. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Lots of scores to get through. We have an update from... Lowenberg Stadium and our game of the week brought to you by Cisco Movers, Eastlake and Kennetio, Eastlake and Kennetio, Ken- the Eagles finally getting on the board here. It's now 24 to 7 in the second quarter, Eastlake over Kennetio. Last check, Andrus over Parkland, 21 nothing that in the first quarter. Delvai and Pebble Hills, Pebble Hills getting on the board with a field goal. So Delvai now leads Pebble Hills 11 to 3. Uh not so fast, my friend. Oh, we got an update. Brandon Taylor who had a, all kinds of punt returns a week ago, but no offense. Well, here's his offense. 60-yard touchdown Ooh. reception as uh, Del Valle now up 18-3. 9.39 left to play in the first half. Ooh, big touchdown there. 18-3, Del Valle leads Pebble Hills in the first quarter. Chapin over Coronado, 13-0, that in the second quarter. Burgess over Bel Air. Burgess tacks on another touchdown in the first half. 30 to 13, Burgess leads Bel Air. Eastwood over Hanks. Boy, look at Eastwood. 41 to 7 in the first half. Also scores around town. Horizon tacking on another touchdown. They lead Bowie in the first half, 40 to 7. Elsewhere around town, finals from earlier today. Central defeated Montwood, 34 29. Brian Rudder defeated Americus 44-7, and Midland Christian topped Franklin 51-20. In the second quarter, Riverside leaves Cathedral 27-0. At halftime, Mountain View and Irvin over at Irvin Memorial Stadium. The Lobos of Mountain View lead the Rockets 14-13. At last check, El Paso and Clint. It's Clint leading El Paso High 6-0. And let's go to the land of enchantment up in Albuquerque at halftime. Centennial up big over Sandia, 21-0. Battle of Las Cruces at the Field of Dreams, Mayfield and Oregon Mountain. Mayfield leads Oregon Mountain 7-0 despite three Trojan turnovers. And Santa Teresa at Desert Warrior Stadium in a lightning delay. Santa Teresa leads Gadsden 7-0. Okay, guys, let's head out and around town back to our Cisco Movers game of the week. Eastlake and Canateel, let's head back out to Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, for an update from Lowenberg Stadium. Brandon. 30 seconds remaining here in the opening half, and it's now Eastlake 31-7 over Canateel. Going back to 59 seconds left here in the opening half, Canateel finally is in business. 
and gets into Eastlake territory at the 32 thanks to a pass interference penalty by Eastlake. The next play quarterback, Devin Granados, throws a 30-yard touchdown strike, 32-yard touchdown strike to his wideout, Lorenzo Adiola, making it 24-7. to Then, 39 seconds to go here in the half. You think, okay, you know, Eastlake's done. Not so fast. Another stick play from Eastlake as quarterback Rondon tosses it to wideout Anakin Antilano, who then laterals it to running back Elijah Rebe. He throws his second touchdown pass of this opening half, this time a ridiculous 67-yard touchdown to wide receiver Anthony Moreno, making the score 31-7. to That's four touchdowns in the first half for Elijah Uribe. He's throwing two touchdowns. He has caught a touchdown, and he's ran for a touchdown. We have finally reached the half here. Eastlake, 31-7, to a wild first half over KTO. Wow, thirty-one to seven. Uh, just as you said, Paul yeah. Elijah Uribe, maybe our uh, maybe our quarterback of the night so far as a running back. Yeah, uh, other action out there too. Uh, this one just headed to half. Joey Panisi lets us know that uh, Gideon Sanchez a thirty-eight-yard touchdown reception as Bowie uh, takes a little momentum into the locker room. But it's uh, the palindrome game. Forty-one for Horizon, fourteen for Bowie. That's a palindrome, right? We'll head back out there in just a little bit. There you go. Another big game at Highlander Stadium. And let's get an update from Joe Rodriguez for Burgess at Bel Air. Joe Rod, take it away. Halftime out here at Highlander Stadium where the Burgess Mustangs, the visiting Burgess Mustangs, are leading the hosting Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 32-13. Obviously, the man of the night for the Burgess Mustangs, uh, tailback Tavares Jones, has 15 carries for 117 yards. No touchdown runs, uh, rushing touchdowns thus far this night, but he does have one reception touchdown for 50 yards on the night. Andrew Routledge, the junior quarterback for the Burgess Mustangs, looking very solid, 11 for 17, 128 yards on his effort thus far with a couple of touchdown passes. Over on the Bel Air side, uh, Bel Bel Air Highlander side of things. Well, sorry about that. Um, Them doing what they do, uh, uh, pretty much a three-man show between Noah Moreno, Nicholas Chavira, and Christian Baxter. Uh, Noah Moreno has 154 yards through the air. He does have one interception on the night, uh, doing a solid job for the Bel Air Highlanders, who are still in this game. Uh, with uh, the Big Red Pride uh, hanging tough here in this one, uh, a couple of scores down. Going to go ahead and send it back to you all in the studio with a little bit more than 14 minutes to go until we get started in the second half. But for right now, it is the Burgess Mustangs leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 30-13. to All right, Joe, thank you very much. Halftime there. We finally have a halftime around around town. It's exciting, all these lightning delays. They do it to us once again, don't they? But 30-13, to Burgess leading Bel Air right now at halftime. The Burgess Mustangs really, really uh, taking a turnaround from last week, a little 180, really uh, finding their stride. Yeah, they need this, and you know it's it's what we talked about. You know, they finished up strong, had a huge fourth quarter a week ago after three pretty dismal ones against Canutillo. You know, came up short at the end, but you know, do they carry something, a good feeling about themselves into into week two? Yeah, I think they do. Again, it took them a little bit to uh, you know get on track, but once they did, uh, there they go. 
Absolutely. Also around town at halftime, Centennial up on Sandia, 21-0. Riverside up on Cathedral, 27-0. And the Clint Lions lead El Paso High, 20-6. That game also at halftime. This game also should be at halftime at Emperor Stadium. Let's head out to Joey Panisi and join the Bowie Bears and the Horizon Scorpions for an update from that game. Joey. Okay, well, you just about called it right. Bowie's under the ball with 11 seconds left to go in the second quarter. The time is running out. It's the Scorpions from Horizon 48. The Bowie Bears 14. Um, This game is just overwhelming. Uh, You're not going to believe this, guys, but Ernie had another touchdown. Ernie Garcia, he has an 80-yarder, a 70-yarder, a 49-yarder, a 57-yarder. A 57-yarder called back, an 8-yard carry, a 9-yard touchdown, and just a minute ago, he had a 66-yard touchdown right up the middle. So, I don't know what else to say. Bowie put together a nice little run. Uh, Gael Varela, the backup quarter, completed a nice 38-yard touchdown strike to Jetty and Sanchez. But Bowie's just overwhelmed at this particular point. When I get back with my halftime stats, I'm going to give some credit to the Horizon uh, defense. Uh, that's, what's, that's what's been the turning point in this game, and I'll give some of these guys some credit. Back to you guys at halftime. It's the Horizon Scorpions 48, the Bowie Bears 14 from Horizon Stadium. Oh, okay, Joey, thank you very much. Wow, Ernie Garcia, I think I think that was five touchdowns in the first half. I lost track. Yeah, but- did them. But what a uh, nice job so far by Ernie Garcia, Horizon, out at Emperor Stadium. What an exciting one there. Oh my gosh, 48-14, Horizon over Bowie. A lot of these games are getting into halftime. We're going to take a little bit of, of a break here, and we're going to have much more on Football Friday Night, some halftime stats, other games going to halftime, other games maybe just starting. We're going to have all the action next on Football Friday Night. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We like that we'll head out to our Eastlake Canateo Cisco Movers game of the week in just a moment and then head out for some more scoreboards here brought to you by Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico, your source for cleaning equipment, surface, and supplies, Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Some scores around town at halftime in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Eastlake leads Canateo 31 to 7. In the second quarter, Andrus leads Parkland 21-0. Also, I think started the second quarter now, Delvai leads Pebble Hills 18-3. This one at T-Bird Stadium, Chapin and Coronado Huskies lead the T-Birds 13-0. At halftime, Burgess over Bel Air 30-13. Also at halftime, Horizon all over Bowie 48 14 and Eastwood leads Hanks in the second quarter 47 14. And three minutes left at Wildcat Stadium. Fabens up on Tornillo 13 to 7. I said three minutes left in the first half, uh, hopefully. And that's what it is. Uh, Wildcats trying to snap whatever it is a seven game losing streak 0 5 last year in 2020. 
Ooh, tough. Hey, uh, halftime, Riverside up on Cathedral, 27 nothing. Also at half, Mountain View leads Irvin, kind of surprising there, by one point, 14-13. Also at half, Clint on top of El Paso High, 20-6. In the second quarter, up at the Field of Dreams, Mayfield, despite three turnovers, leads Oregon Mountain, 7 nothing. Centennial up on Sandia, 21 nothing, And in a lightning delay, Santa Teresa and Gadsden at Desert Warrior Stadium, Santa Teresa leads the Gadsden Panthers 7 nothing. All right, let's head back out to our game of the week and join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update on Eastlake and Canateo. We are about 6.40 left from the third quarter here at Lowenberg Stadium, and it is Eastlake 31-7 over Kenya Teal here at the half. Eastlake, first half stats, look, let's face it, it's been all Elijah Uribe, the half of his life, quite frankly. Nine carries for 79 yards on the ground, including that 66-yard rushing TD. Then he had a 49-yard touchdown reception. This is all in the first quarter, my ad. Two touchdown passes of 36 and 67 yards. So that's right, folks. Four first-half touchdowns. For Elijah Uribe, the do-it-all running back for the Eastlake Falcons, he has literally represented like 90% or more of Eastlake's offense. Quarterback Sebastian Rendon, 4 of 10, 72 yards, does have a touchdown pass as well. For Kenya Tiu on the other side, their quarterback, Devin Granado's really been held in check. 3 of 8, 36 yards, 1 touchdown. Running back LJ Martin, 13 carries, 63 yards. Remember, Last week, he had 28 carries for 215 yards at Burgess and two touchdowns. So they've been shutting him down. Their defensive line, their secondary, Eastlake, just been phenomenal in this first half. Also wide out Lorenzo Adiola, the only touchdown reception tonight for Kane Teal. Should be an interesting second half. We'll see what Eastlake's running back, Elijah Uribe, has to do. We have a little more than five minutes left here at the half. 31-7, Eastlake over Kane Teal. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Boy, what an offensive output by the Eastlake Falcons over the Eagles right now. Falcons flying high right now, looking very sharp at Canateo High School. Let's head out to one underway in the second quarter between Andrus and Parkland, the Northeast rivals. Let's join Jaime Chavez with an update. Coach, take it away. 825 lift in the half. It is Andrus 21 and Parkland zero. Malcolm Anderson for Andrus has a 98-yard kickoff return. And Malachi Doe running strong for Andrus tonight. He's got a pair of touchdowns, touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards. Seven carries, 133 yards rushing for Malachi Doe. And there was a 54-minute weather delay at uh, in Northeast El Paso at the Matador Stadium, Parkland's Matador Stadium, due to a late strong rain this afternoon and a threat of lightning. Jeremiah Cooper for Andrus, he's got one catch for 40 yards, and that was a big catch. That one set up a Doe's first touchdown run. So, 825 left in the half in Northeast El Paso. It is all Andrus. Andrus 21 and Parkland nothing. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Boy, what we thought might be a slugfest is right now the Eagles are soaring high over the Matadors. 21-0, Andrus over Parkland. And I'd say that's kind of the overriding theme of the night. Uh, games that looked like they were going to be good. Hey, look at what these t- teams did last week. And, and it should be f- a fun matchup, man. Just 
Blowouts. I mean, Andrews Boy, jumping tough. jumping on Parkland? Absolutely. And now, last check, Delvai all over Pebble Hills. Let's join Adrian Broadus from Conquest Stadium. Let's get an update from this game. Adrian. Hey, guys. With 3.18 left in the opening half, Delvaya leads Pebble Hills 18-3. to Welcome back, Brandon Tejas. The Delvaya standout raced away with a 60-yard receiving touchdown. Pebble Hills has moved into Delvaya territory twice but could not capitalize on touchdowns. Instead, they first settle for a field goal, a nice 27-yarder by Dominguez. But his second 39-yard attempt was no good. Um, and I liked what I saw from quarterback Gael Ochoa, 77 rushing yards between him and Eric Marin on the ground for Pebble Hills, just not able to capitalize on some touchdown attempts that they've had. So, again, we've got 3-11 left here in the opening half. Delvaya 18, Pebble Hills 3. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Delvai starts tough with a safety right off the bat to take a 2-0 lead. Then they find their offense, so up 18-3 over the Pebble Hills Spartans. Let's go out to Steve Escajeda at Thunderbird Stadium. Chapin and Coronado should be getting close to halftime. Steve, what's the update there? In fact, guys, we are in the middle of halftime, and uh, here at uh, Thunderbird Stadium, a very unhappy Thunderbird Stadium because the Chapin Huskies are out in front of Coronado 20 to nothing here at the half. Uh, recapping the scoring very quickly, Mason Sandifer, the quarterback for Chapin, a couple of touchdown passes, an eight-yarder to Timothy Pastran and a 16-yarder to his brother Hunter Sandifer. And uh, with about a minute to go in the uh, second quarter, Jacob Williamson ran it in from five yards out to make it 20 to nothing. Uh, individually for the uh, Chapin Huskies, uh, that guy Williamson, running back, 10 carries, 58 yards on the night, and that, and that touchdown. Uh, Mason Sandifer, the quarterback, 9 out of 15, 117 yards, two touchdown passes. And on the receiving end is brother Hunter Sandifer, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Tim Pastrin, two catches, 44 yards, and also one score. For the Coronado T-Birds, there's almost nothing to report as far as any kind of offense because they've almost had none in the first half. But I will tell you one thing that's probably a good reason why they're struggling so much. They came in to this ball game without their senior starting quarterback, Tristan Escobedo. So they went to the sophomore, Blake Randon, Randon, I'm sorry, and then uh, they made the change in the middle of the second quarter to another sophomore, uh, Jack Baumgartner, and again, they've, uh, they've just struggled to move the ball all night long. Uh, team-wise, I'll, I'll prove it right here. Chapin, 130 yards rushing to Coronado's 24. Chapin, 117 yards passing to Coronado's 15. What does that all add up to? 247 yards for Chapin, 39 total yards for Coronado at halftime. And that's where we're at. Halftime, it is Chapin on top of Coronado, 20 to nothing. And Bo, I saw Chapin last week. You know what? They're they've had some down years, but they're a better team this year. And that's despite the fact you know they don't have their thunder and lightning in in the backfield. They they have the thunder. You heard uh, Williamson just scored a five yard touchdown, but uh, Rochelle Massey was was the lightning, and you know he's down with the knee. He's not playing this year. 
So that was a blow to them, but they, they move forward, and, and I think the, the good play of Standifer at quarterback, and now you know, he's got his little brother to throw to, uh, you know, that's going to stead them well this season. And that's going to make up for a fun combination for new head coach Ryan Warner. Ryan really started last year in a tough COVID year, coming off uh, after a, a, being a coordinator at Franklin High School. And he was, he was an original on the Chapin uh, Husky football team. He was part of that uh, junior class when they had no seniors, and, the, and that first senior class. Chris Day, what a receiving core they had. Gaston Estorellas, uh, Freddie Baker, the touchdown maker. Uh, uh, one of the Costanzo brothers, I think it was David Costanzo. David and Mark, I always can't remember. I get them mixed up. I think it was Dave Costanzo. So, uh, yeah, terrific receiving core. They, they re- not revitalized, but changed the way that offenses were running this town. Of course, uh, Darren Walker, the head coach, and, and you know Warner now is the coach himself trying to bring some of that uh, back to the Chapin Huskies. I mean, he's got that Husky blood in him, so he's getting the Huskies to, to mush right now right over the, the T-Bird. T-Bird uh, uh, flying high, the T-Birds of Coronado. It's now 20 to nothing, Chapin over Coronado. Let's head out to Hanks High School and join Eastwood and Hanks and J.D. Sursley with an update from there. J.D. A minute and 30 seconds left in the second quarter, not even at, at halftime. Eastwood over Hanks, 55-14. They just scored on a 68-yard bomb with Curtis Murillo with the receiving end. Um, I do have to note that Hanks is on their third quarterback that they've tried. Um, again, a minute left in the second quarter, 55-14 Eastwood. Also, the, oh, yikes. That's a, a tough one for the Hanks Knights right now. Eastwood finding their stride right now. And, and especially when Hanks is rotating quarterbacks like that on their third quarterback, that's always tough. So, J.D., thank you very much. 55-14 Eastwood over Hanks right now, just in the second quarter. And the Eastwood Troopers are not a, t- a team that likes to run the ball. They're a passing team, and, you know, maybe they'll sit down some of the starters. You notice I said maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they may still be be throwing it around in the second half. This 55 could get uh, pretty ugly. I can't remember. Now, high scoring game, I remember. Uh, Burgess and Austin, uh, 87 to 56. I, I sat Ooh. in front of that one. It's probably been 15 years ago. I just remember Jonathan Simpson had a big game. Drew Pearson's nephew was in that one. Oh, that had an interception return. Brian Pearson for a score. 87-56. Eastwood may be eclipsing that 87 here tonight. Oh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, oh yeah, we we'll will see. see. Between two old rivals, too, that, that'll, uh, that'll put something in, in the Hanks Knights uh, claw. That'll be sure, for sure. Uh, also remember last night, Austin defeated El Dorado 24-21, so Austin improving to 2-0. This in the third quarter, Clint now leading El Paso High 26-6, an update there. At last check, Fabens up on top of Tornillo 13-7. And Riverside leading Cathedral 27 nothing. All these games at half. Let's do a quick rundown. Eastlake leading Canateo at halftime 31 to 7. Chapin over Coronado 20 to nothing at halftime. Burgess over Bel Air 30 to 13 at half. Eastwood over Hanks is basically just going to half right now 55 14. And the last check Horizon and Bowie. Horizon. Leading Bowie 48-14 at halftime. Ernie Garcia, five touchdowns so far for the Horizon Scorpions. We're going to do a little, uh, take a little break, get some scores for you, and come back with Football Friday Night, our second halves, next right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Most games now all around at halftime. Welcome back to Football Friday Night in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Eastlake and Canateo. Falcons all over Canateo so far. 31-7. That game at halftime. Another fantastic game at Highlander Stadium between Burgess and Bel Air. So let's go out live to Joe Rodriguez for an update. Joe, what do you got? 944 left in the third quarter, and it is Burgess leading Bel Air by the score of 30 to 20. However, the Bel Air Highlanders on their opening possession to start the second half went 85 yards in seven plays, ending with a nine yard touchdown carry by uh, running back Nick Chavri Chavira. The extra point on that was good, to which brings us to where we're at right now with 924 left in the third quarter. It is uh, Burgess leading Bel Air, who wants to get back into the fight and is in the fight by the score of 30 to 20. You know, you never count out those Bel Air Highlanders. They always seem to play tough, really tough running game, and here they are. Cut that lead to 10, 30-20. And it's good to hear Nick Chavira's name finally. Had a good opening week, that 21-6 win over Socorro. He, uh, 97 tough yards, I think. You know, he is their running game. They need, need him every week. And, uh, you know, when they need points now, he's shown up. Absolutely. So Burgess up on top of Bel Air, 30-20 to 20 now. Thank you very much, Joe Rob. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Eastlake and Canateo, and join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update. This game should be in the third quarter. Brandon. 10.06 left here in the third quarter, 31-7, to 7, Eastlake over Canateo. Canateo, though, marching down the field, their first possession here of the third quarter, running back, L.J. Martin, a 25-yard run to get the Eagles into Falcons territory down to 25. Currently, the Eagles uh, at the 15-yard line, utilizing Martin virtually every play, is able to get down to the 5-yard line. 9.41 left here, third quarter. Canutio knocking on the door, but it's still all Eastlake, 31-7. to over Canateo. That really is all Eastlake over Canateo right now at Lohenberg Stadium. Brandon, thank you very much. Lohenberg Stadium, I would assume pretty quiet right now. They thought their defense might hold Eastlake, but the Falcons can really soar on offense. They're proving it tonight. 31 first half points. They lead it 31-7 to start of the second quarter. At last check, Andrus was on top of Parkland 21-0. Let's head out to coach Jaime Chavez for an update from this battle between Northeast rivals and Andrus and Parkland. Coach. 142 left in the half, and it is still Andrus 21 and Parkland 0. As Parkland, they've got the ball on their, on the Andrus 20. They're knocking on the door. They just fumbled the ball, and Andrus is going to recover the ball. Andrus at their own 17-yard line, and, and Parkland misses another big break, and there's a flag on the play. And that's a, Let's get you the key stats here. Maliki Doe for Andrus running back, the junior running back. Two touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards, and he's got uh, tonight, he's got nine carries, 139 yards rushing, and Malcolm Anderson for Andrus, a 98 kickoff return for a touchdown. And most of the night, Andrus' defense, they've kept uh, Parkland running back Isaiah Beasley in check. Beasley, nine carries, 52 yards rushing, so 135 left in the half with uh, a 54-minute delay in this game. In Northeast El Paso, at Parkland Stadium, Matador Stadium, it is Andrews 21 and Parkland 0. Coach Jaime Chavez, thank you very much. Still in the first half for that one. Once again, weather and lightning wreaking havoc all over the city. 21 nothing. Andrus over Parkland. 
still in the first half. Another slugfest between Delvai and Pebble Hills early on. Delvai finding some offense. Let's see if this one has changed. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus for an update of Pebble Hills and Delvai at Conquest Stadium. Adrian. Guys, we've got 24 seconds left here in the first half. Del Valle just scored on a uh, 39-yard t- uh, passing touchdown from their quarterback in Jesse Ramos to Eli Mon- uh, Molina, uh, the wide receiver for uh, Del Valle. And this one puts the Conquistadors up 24-3 to against Pebble Hills. Extra point is up, and it is good. So, again, we've got 24 seconds left here in the opening half. Delvai up 25 to 3. Wow. Paul Delvai rolling right now 25 to 3 over Pebble Hills. I don't know if anybody would have thought that a couple years ago, but boy, Delvai playing well. Yeah. No, just to explain this game to me, this is Pebble Hills that was on the field with Odessa Permian. Yeah, last and week, and right? holding Permian in check for up quite 90, some time. 9 to 7 at halftime. I mean, I love Delvai. Rudy Contreras. Boy, what a pleasant surprise he's turned out to be as the head coach of Del Valle. Jesse Prowl has left. You had to be, you know, a little worried about your your program. You know, district champs uh, last year and obviously a solid team again this year. But, man, I didn't just see this coming. Maybe, I'm, if I'm just guessing at things, you know, maybe Pebble Hill's a little beaten down playing against the Mojo. You know, they're as physical as they come. Maybe you, you're not in your best health Coming into this contest, you know, maybe it's a, a letdown game. But you know Del Valle is a good team coming in. But, man, they're just putting it to them. Surprise, surprise. Absolutely. Del Valle playing well tonight. Hey, let's head out to Horizon and join Joey Panisi at Emperor Stadium for Bowie and Horizon. Get an update of the Bears and the Scorpions. Joey. We're just underway in the third quarter with the score. The Horizon Scorpions 48, the Bowie Bears 14, just a little bit on the halftime. My goodness, Ernie Garcia, seven carries, six touchdowns, 339 yards on the ground, um, 436 total yards for Horizon. Uh, Jacob Kios is the only other factor on offense. He's six for seven, their quarterback, for 97 yards. But like I said, I want to give some credit to the linebackers. You've got Julian Contreras. He had 10 tackles last week. He already has 16 this half. Um, he also has three sacks, and that's been the story of the game. Bowie started off nine consecutive running plays, gaining five, six yards per play, and then all of a sudden Horizon started to stunt with Contreras and also Fernanda Villa, the outside linebacker. He's 5'10", 195. He has three sacks. He also has a touchdown. He sacked, caused the fumble picked it up and rumbled it in 32 year yards with four bears hanging on his back. Well, Horizon's already driving. They're on Bowie's 40. And it's handing it back to you guys. It's 48 Scorpions, 14 Bears with 11.20 left in the third quarter from Horizon Stadium. And, Bo, this is just an, another one of those head scratchers, you know. You, you had a Horizon team that really got it handed to them a, a week ago. I think Austin stuck 25 in a row on him before Horizon even got in the contest. You got a Bowie team that, you know, battled the district champs in, in 2-4-A. I know it's 4-A, but 2-4-A, pretty good district. A team that was better than Andrews a year ago. Bowie gave them everything, you know, they could handle and just barely lost that one. Horizon just hammered them. You heard Ernie Garcia 
Seven carries, 339 yards. So seven carries, six of those carries have ended in a touchdown. And his average for the night, 48 and a half yards per carry. I mean, that'll it just horizon beating Bowie. You know, that's not a huge surprise, but the way they're just battering them based off what we saw a week ago. Like I said, it's a night of head scratchers. And to me, this is just another one. The only one that makes any sense tells you what a crazy night we have. Eastwood 55, Hanks 14. That's exactly what I expected. Whew, yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of close games. There was one at the sack earlier today between Central and Montwood. Central beat Montwood 34-29, but really a lot of teams putting up points. Seeing a lot of games today. Speaking of points, Clint in El Paso High. Clint coming off of a, a 49-17 loss to Monahans at home last week. Hosting El Paso High tonight, and they lead that one 33-14. So the Lions over the Tigers at Lions Stadium in the third quarter. 33-14. Other games around the land of enchantment. Centennial leads Sandia 28-14 in the third quarter. And at halftime, Mayfield in the Battle of Las Cruces with Oregon Mountain. The Trojans lead the Knights 20-3 despite three turnovers from the Mayfield Trojans. Also in the at halftime, Fabens up top on Tornillo 22-7 at last check. Mountain View and Irvin. We had Mountain View over Irvin at halftime 14-13. And Granados had our, our game of the week. East Lake Canyon Tio Granados goes in from six yards out. Uh, a little more respectable now. East Lake still with a comfortable 31-14 lead. Oh, the exciting one. We'll get out to Brandon Cohn in just a little bit. Let's get some other up score updates. Remember earlier today, Brian Rudder defeated Americus 44-7. to Central defeated Montwood 34-29. And Midland Christian defeated Franklin 51-20. to and once again, that Riverside Cathedral game was at half, so 27 nothing Riverside over Cathedral at halftime. Both teams 1-0. Uh, Chapin Coronado scored just in, and guess who scored it? Of course, Chapin again. Coronado has fallen, and they can't get up. 26 to nothing. Chapin Huskies now lead Coronado. Uh, Brian Hallman, a 59-yard touchdown pass, again from Mason, Mason Stanifer, still in the game. All right, we're going to take a break. And oh, we got Brandon. We got uh, we got some breaking update from uh, Loewenberg Stadium with our Iceman, Brandon Cohn. Let's go out to our game of the week between Eastlake and Canateo. Brandon, I hear you got an update. 7-11 left here in the third quarter. 31-14 Eastlake over Canateo. Going back to the 9-08 mark here of the third quarter, Canateo quarterback Devin Granados ends up calling his own number and scores on a six-yard QB keeper, making the score Eastlake 31-14 to over Canyon Canyon Teal were finally able to establish a little bit of offensive rhythm here in the third quarter. We'll see if they can keep up that consistency. 7-11 left here, third quarter. Eastlake 31-14 over Canyon Teal. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Uh- Canateo Eagles just creeping back into this one. They were down 24-0 at one point. It's now 31-14 Eastlake over Canateo. We have a breaking update from Highlander Stadium. Let's go out to Burgess and Bel Air and join Joe Rodriguez with an update. Joe. 6.30 left in the third quarter, and it is the Bel Air Highlanders creeping back into this one, but they're still down to the Burgess Mustangs by the score of 30-26. to 26. Uh, The last possession that the Burgess Mustangs had, they went three and out. From there, the Bel Air Highlanders capitalized, going 68 yards in eight plays. 
on a uh, and a touchdown uh, drive that ended with a 15-yard uh, a quarterback keeper by a quarterback Noah Moreno. The extra point, however, was no good. It appeared to be blocked on that effort, which brings us to where we're at right now. With 6.24 left in the third quarter, Burgess Mustangs take over at their own 30-yard line. They're still leading, but not by much more, uh, by not, uh, but not by a whole lot compared to where it was at the beginning of the half. So Burgess is leading Bel Air by the score of 30-26. to 26. All right, Joe Rod, thank you very much. Bel Air with 13 unanswered points in the second half so far. It was 30-13 at halftime, now 30-26. to And maybe comebacks, Paul, could be the name of the night. Listen to this from El Paso High and Clint. Uh-oh. Clint led El Paso High 26-6. It is now 33-20. So El Paso High has cut that lead to 13. Clint leads El Paso High 33-20 to in the third quarter. And if those two teams are aren't familiar with each other at least we know the coaches are ray aguilar of course the good job he did out at santa lazario that's what landed him the el paso job he and roseville martinez they've looked across the sidelines at each other a few times absolutely clinton Sanelli. i think at distance by about 300 yards <laughs> i know really really close down there a good little rivalry between yeah. Sanelli and clinton i don't know if anything's within 300 yards out there it's pretty spacious <laughs> try try looking for one of those stadiums sometime all right this is football friday night right here on 600 espn el paso we'll have your out of town scoreboard brought to you by longhorn distributing and then we'll get to all of our games and updates from all around el paso and and Las Cruces. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Silky smooth. Sal Montez. Sal, thank you very much. Some scores from all around the, the night. Boy, uh, Lightning and weather wreaking havoc everywhere. So a lot of games either just at halftime or early on in the third quarter. In our Cisco Movers game of the week, Eastlake and Canateo, Falcons lead the Eagles 31-14 in the third. At halftime, 24-0. High, Andrus over Parkland. Jaime Chavez out there. We'll have a report in just a little bit. Last check, Delvai led Pebble Hills 25-3. And then in the third quarter, Chapin on top of Coronado, 26-0. Burgess and Bel Air, what a barn burner here. Last check from report from Joe Rodriguez with six minutes to go in the third quarter. Burgess leads 30-26. No, Burgess led 30-13 at halftime. But Bel Air has had 13 straight points in the third quarter to cut that lead to four. So Burgess leads Bel Air 30-26. At halftime, Eastwood up big over Hanks 55-14. Also at half, last check, Horizon on top of Bowie 48 14. Last night, we have some games, some finals. Uh, Austin over El Dorado. Big win. Austin improves to 2-0 with a 24-21 win over El Dorado. Rudoso topped Chaparral, 39-0. Earlier today, at the sack, the early matinee kickoff. San Angelo Central topped Montwood, 34-29. A 5 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff in Kerrville. Ooh, did not do Americus very well. Brian Rudder defeats Americus 44-7. And in the Permian Basin, Midland Christian knocks off Franklin 51-20. Other finals, Kermit 
tops Anthony 31-3. In the third quarter, Centennial leads Sandia 28-14. At halftime, Mayfield leads Oregon Mountain 20-3. And in a lightning delay at last check, Santa Teresa led Gadsden 7-0. Down in Clint Lions Stadium. The El Paso High Tigers coming back in this one trailed 26-6, but cutting the lead to 13. So Clint leads El Paso High 33-20. Before you get away from that, Bo, and and it's internet, of course, which I never trust, but I just came across a score that says, which I can't believe, El Paso High 43, Clint 27. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Okay, we're talking internet. I don't know about that one. Well, my, that makes my, me wonder if I can trust all these other out-of-town scoreboards my, that my, I'm about to read. Dan. My boots on the ground say it's 33-20. Oh, much better. In the third quarter. So Clint's still up on El Paso. We'll get an update there. And last check, Mountain View over Irvin at halftime, 14-13. Riverside over Cathedral, 27 nothing at halftime. And also Fabens leading Tornillo, 22 to seven, and now time for our El Paso Association of Builders and Greater El Paso Football Showcase. Let me find the right sponsor. How about the Longhorn Distributing Out of Town Scoreboard? I was going to say this thing better be good after that kind of introduction. Now <laughs> it's I'm got nervous. Three sponsors. I do have a couple of scores here. Of course, the big ones. We always want to see what's going on in District Two Five A. What's up with the Mojo coming off? Are they having a a letdown the way Pebble Hills is tonight? Well, apparently not. They get past Midway, fifty-seven to forty-one. Ooh. That game was on a road. Here's a nice game for you. The team formerly known as Midland Lee. Now, Midland Legacy. I'm not sure yeah. why they're still the Rebels, though. Don't you have that, to... that one took me by surprise. It's, it's the Legacy Rebels now. Okay. Uh, maybe if you, if you accent Rebels differently, it turns into something different. I don't know. But the Legacy Rebels, 51-48 to 48 winners over Amarillo-Tascosa. Remember, Tascosa, not a 6A team anymore. They've, they've dropped down a couple of levels. So, Tascosa at uh, Grande Communications gives, gives Legacy all they want. 51-48, a great game. This one underway, maybe maybe some lightning issues uh, elsewhere, or maybe it's this uh, same crazy internet that's giving me these El Paso high scores. But Amarillo up on Midland, uh, seven to nothing. That just a first quarter score. Just got that one elsewhere. We dropped a five A Abilene Wiley. They beat Lubbock Monterey 30-22. Monterey falls zero and two on the season. Wiley now even at one and one. And the one other game, Wichita Falls Rider, which of course is always a beast in uh, Region One Five A. Uh, they take down Independence. 26 to 19 actually uh, not a final 26 19 Ryder leads into independence in a battle of uh, 1 and 0 teams and of course uh, the New Mexico scores you threw out earlier Centennial up on Sandia 21 nothing that was uh, sometime back and Mayfield had jumped out early on Oregon Mountain that's another one Oregon Oregon Mountain Knights the Oregon Mountain Knights the K N I G H T S Knights uh, formerly <laughs> Oñate which was of course was a you know Spanish conquistador but if you're going to change it to Oregon Mountain, which is like a peaceful kind of uh, team name, I would think they would have to change Knights. You can, it can stay Knights, but you got to get rid of the K. Now it's just the N-I-G-H-T-S. The bl- Oregon Mountain the, Knights, right? The Black Knights. The Maybe beautiful, beautiful Oregon Mountain Knights. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. We also have an update that Centennial Sandia score. Centennial was up 28-14 in the third quarter. Mayfield up top on Oregon Mountain 20-3. Uh, this just in, Chapin scores again. 
So this one's turned into a blowout. Chapin up on Coronado, 32-0 that game in the third quarter. Uh, Elsewhere to go, remember we got our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. We got a lot more coming back. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back to uh, score updates. Find out all the games should be out at halftime. We're going to get updates. Next, you're listening to Football Friday Night. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Remember, after the show, visit 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep One, and final scores for Football Friday Night. That's 600ESPNElPaso.com. Some scores around town. Let's get you an update. 33-20 Clint over El Paso. There we go. It's a microphone check. All right. We're getting all these scores all around town. We're going to go ahead and set everything up for you with all of our reporters. And we have PMAC and Bo Bagley in studio doing what they do best. We're getting all the guys, all the scores. But I want to remind everybody, check us out on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso and follow around with the hashtag FFN 600. That's what gives you all of the scores all around the city. And now let's send it back to these guys, Bo and PMAC. All right, Sal. Thank you very much. Some technical difficulties. We're back in the action now. Centennial leads Sandia 35-14 that in the third quarter. Mayfield on top of Oregon Mountain 26-10. And uh, let's head out to an update from uh, Excalibur Stadium. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley with Hanks and Eastwood. J.D., what do you got? All right, uh, 9.35 left in the third quarter, Eastwood 61, Hanks 20. Uh, the last touchdown by Hanks was a bizarre own recovery fumble touchdown for 74 yards. Um, other than that, they're living on a prayer up in Hanks. 31, uh, 61-20, 9.20 left in the third quarter. Wow, thank you, uh, JD. Appreciate that. 61 20 Eastwood over Hanks. Wow. We have a score update from Clint's Lion Stadium. Clint now on top of El Paso High, 39 to 20. El Paso High was creeping back into that one, but unfortunately, it looks like Clint's going to pull away this one in. The fourth quarter, 39-20, Clint leads El Paso High. And his score, a better one than the El Paso one I tried to give you. Uh, Fabian, not Fabians, uh, Jefferson and San Eli. Uh, Jeff all over San Eli. 47-7, that one, 10 minutes left to play in the contest. No lightning delay out there, obviously. 47-7, Jeff over San Eli right now in the fourth quarter. Big score right there for Jefferson. Hey, other scores just from around the, around the town? Why not? A little Chihuahuas update. They're up 4-2 to two on the Round Rock Express, that in the fifth inning. Locomotive, Actually, Orange have a, County. A update really oh, you got quick. an update? 4-4 uh, deadlock in the top of the seven. Oh, Round Rock came back. Yeah, that's uh, what they do, those guys. Express, uh, hey, but the El Paso Locomotive up 1-0 over Orange County. That's pretty exciting. And at last check my Dodgers. Oh, my Dodgers trailing San Francisco right now. one nothing. That in the fifth. San Francisco and L.A. tied at 85-49 leading that tie that friends, division. Huh? And since this oh. is a high school football show, excuse me <laughs> while I speak a little high school football, uh, <laughs> 
Guess who has another touchdown out at uh, Emperor Stadium? Horizon. Oh, the horizon. Ernie Garcia? Oh, uh, <laughs> what a guess. 54-20 now. Ernie G, seven touchdown this time, a two-yard run, 13 carries, 432 yards on the night. Oh, my gosh. Uh, unofficially, of course, from our Joey Panisi, who can keep a stat. We're going to talk about uh, Oaxaca from Montwood, but I think it's going to be the Ernie Garcia Taco Avocado Player of the Night because, boy, seven touchdowns so far, uh, so far over 400 yards. What a night for Ernie Garcia of the Horizon Scorpions. Hey, let's head out back to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Join Brandon Cohn for Eastlake in Canatillo. See if the Eagles can creep back in this one. Brandon, take it away. Clock ticking away to end this third quarter. 12 seconds and counting. Still Eastlake 31-14 over Canyon Teo. With the 3-0-1 left in the third quarter, Eastlake running back Elijah Uribe ends up going down. A little bit of a scary moment with a left leg injury. But luckily, their next possession, he is back. And he just got a nice little seven-yard scamper. The third quarter has come to an end and concluded. And it's all Eastlake 31-14 again. I'll repeat this, Elijah Uribe, the first half of his life, absolutely phenomenal. Four total touchdowns, including two passing, one receiving, and one rushing TD. That last one to end the second quarter was one of the greatest razzle-dazzle hook-and-ladder plays I've ever seen in my life. We are beginning the fourth quarter here at Lowenberg Stadium, Eastlake 31-14 over the Canyon Teal Eagles. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Kenetia is going to need some fourth quarter magic in this one to come back. 31-14, Eastlake leads by 17 at the start of the fourth quarter. Going to be interesting to see how that one kind of pans out and if the Eagles can fly back into this one. Speaking of the Eagles, the Andrus Eagles flying high over the Parkland Matadors, up 24-0 at halftime. This game now in the third quarter. Let's head out to Coach Jaime Chavez for an update on Andres Parkland from Matador Stadium. Coach. The halftime activities are winding down, and it is Andres 24 and Parkland nothing. And just before the half ended, Andres kicker Jonathan Rita Robles hit a 21-yard field goal. And that is his first field goal of the season. Reta Robles is, uh, by the way, he's 10 of 10 on point after attempts this season. But the big story for Andrus running back, Malachi Doe, two touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards. He's got nine carries, 139 yards rushing. Malcolm Anderson for Andrus, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Anderson has one catch for 78 yards. And Andrus quarterback, Elias Duncan, he's 7 of 10, 168 yards passing. And Jeremiah Cooper has one reception, 40 yards. And the Andrews defense is pitching a shutout tonight. They've created one turnover, and they've held their parking running back, Isaiah Beasley, in check. Beasley, nine carries, 52 yards rushing. And quarterback Brian Alboran has struggled for Parkland tonight. He's 3 of 6, 25 yards passing, and he's been sacked twice. So we've got 11.55 left in the third quarter. At Matador Stadium, it is Andrews 24, Parkland nothing. All right, Coach Jaime Chavez, thank you very much. Boy, 24-0 Andrus over Parkland. None of these games today seem to be very close except one in Highlander Stadium between Burgess and Bel Air. This game going to the fourth quarter, tight one. Burgess leads Bel Air by just four, 30-26. Hey, another close one early on. It was 2-0, but really Del Valle 
storming away from Pebble Hills today. Let's head out to Conquest Stadium and join Adrian Broadus for an update on Pebble Hills and Delvai. Adrian. Second half just getting underway here as Del Valle still leads Pebble Hills 25-3. to It was three touchdowns, three big plays by Del Valle, and first off it got started by Christian Martinez on the ground with a 73-yard rushing touchdown. Second off it was Brandon Tejas who had a 60-yard receiving touchdown. It was capped off by a 34-yarder from quarterback Jesse Ramos to Eli Molina, and that's pretty much been the story of this one. For Pebble Hills, they've had a total of about 100 yards of total offense because of the negate, uh, excuse me, the uh, punt that sailed, the snap that sailed over for a safety for uh, Pebble Hill. So again, we've just gotten underway here. It's second half action. Del Valle leads Pebble Hills 25 to three. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Some late games going on tonight, and we have a late game between Isleta and Socorro kicking off a little while ago over at the sack. Thanks to all these lightning delays, long, long first halves and late uh, late kickoffs uh, all over town. One through, third, uh, through the third quarter in New Mexico, uh, three quarters complete. Santa Teresa still leads Gadsden 21-14 to now. 21-14, Santa Teresa over Gadsden. Hey, we have an update from Highlander Stadium. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez for Burgess and Bel Air. Joe, take it away. 11.43 left in the ballgame, and it is the Burgess Mustangs who have extended their lead over the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 36-26, to a 10-play, 72-yard drive that ended with the quarterback keeper by quarterback Andrew Routledge uh, from three yards out. The extra point, once again, was no good on that. So the Baller Highlanders pretty much have an entire quarter to overcome a 10-point deficit here at home and get their second win of the season. They are going to start this ensuing possession from their own 10-yard line. With 11.43 left in the ballgame, it is Burgess leading Baller by the score of 36-26. to All right, Joe, thank you very much. What a game there, Bel Air and Burgess. That game, just a four-point game a few minutes ago in the third quarter, but now in the fourth, Burgess taking a 10-point lead. And from a game that's in the fourth quarter to one that's just starting all the way out at the sack, from our buddy, the coach, Tony Grijalva, still a friend of this show, uh, looking at Esleta, just underway. Javier De La Rosa, 23-yard screen pass, and the Esleta Indians out on top. Seven to nothing. Remember the exciting win uh, they had a week ago. Who was it? Was it over Clovis? Thirty-four, thirty-three final on the road in New Mexico. Tommy Ringo, the go-ahead touchdown off a off an interception. I think it was David Avalos the pick. Ringo punched it in, and they took a thirty-four twenty-seven lead into the fourth quarter. Defense made it uh, hold up. A minute left. They still held that score. Clovis drove the field, punched in a touchdown, went for two. Engine defense stood up, come away with a victory, and uh, off to the, a similar start. Oh, by the way, Javier De La Rosa in the game. Uh, I said he uh, the 23-yard touchdown. Remember De La Rosa last season? He's the guy that went back-to-back 300-plus-yard games, one against Hanks, one against Horizon. So it uh, looks like they have a rushing attack. And Esleta, he missed last week with a knee, and they still found, found a way to win. We, the aforementioned Tommy Ringo, uh, big in his stead. But uh, De La Rosa back on the field looking to add to uh, his already uh, prodigious uh, outings of a year ago. Absolutely. Isleta looking to start the year 2-0 and with a win over Socorro tonight. Last week, Tommy Ringo, 108 yards. 
and a touchdown. And Gavin nice. Espino, 145 yards receiving. Quarterback Damian Contreras, very, very solid game last week against Clovis, 338 yards and two touchdowns. And Espino, and Espino had a touch uh, kickoff return for a score as well. So that and that uh, 61 yarder you were talking about. Also, guys, I don't want to brag, but shout out to my cousin, Gavin Espino. He's oh, killing yeah, it, right? Your yeah. Is that right? All right. Oh, yeah. I didn't so, know it was your cousin. Nice yeah. job. Well, good He's job. So he, he got the athletic ability. You got the. the uh, I got. I do it on the video game. That's where <laughs> we separate, and I barely win still. So hey. <laughs> All right. Well, it's led a lead. Sakura seven nothing. Nice job. And cool for Sal. Getting some family involved there. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Some plenty of games to go. Let's head back out to Steve Escajeda and Coronado. Thunderbird Stadium hosting the Chapin Huskies. Steve, take it away. What's the update there? Well, we've got 10.05 now to go in the final quarter, and this game has really gotten out of hand now. Chapin on top of Coronado, 39 to nothing. Uh, the last three scorers, uh, Mason Sandifer, a 59-yard touchdown pass to Brent Holman Jr. to make it 26 nothing. Then Maurice Jenkins ran it in from three yards out to make it 32 nothing. And just a little while ago, Sandifer again, a 28-yard touchdown pass to Tim Pastrin. And it's been the Mason Sandifer show tonight for Chapin. Uh, 13 out of 20 through the air, 213 yards, four big touchdown passes, and no INTs. And again, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it's been a this, uh, Coronado, if this is any indication, 375 total yards for Chapin. 70 for Coronado. 1005 to go in this one. Chapin 39. Coronado nothing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All all I can say is and it falls in the, in the category of excuse making. The experience Coronado had coming back this year was at quarterback and running back Tristan Escovedo. Not taking any snaps yet. Down with a knee. Gusty Ander was the running back, uh, not even on the roster anymore. So uh, plugging in some new guys, I mean, I, I guess that's it. But thirty-nine nothing in this game makes no sense. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one for the T-Birds. Uh, Chapin really uh, putting it to Coronado tonight, playing well right now, and and keeping the pressure on Coronado. Chapin up thirty-nine nothing. That in the fourth quarter, we have an update from Clint Lions Stadium. The Clint Lions in El Paso High Tigers. Tigers get another touchdown, but still trail Clint. Clint leads it. 39-26, that game in the fourth quarter. And from Lowenberg Stadium, Eastlake on the board again. Rendon, the quarterback, five touchdown passes last week, this time on the ground. Three-yard keeper, 10-28 left in the fourth quarter. Eastlake, 37-14 over Canutillo. 37-14, looks like Falcons are going to fly away with a win there, proved to 2-0 on the season. Lots more to come from uh, Football Friday Night as we're going to hit up Joey Panisi right now <laughs> and Horizon and Bowie in Emperor Stadium. Joey, Horizon was really playing well. Are they still playing well with Ernie Garcia? Oh, Horizon is just amazing. We've got 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's now the Scorpions 54 Bowie 20, um, Horizon accepted the kickoff to start the half, and they kept Ernie out, and they were moving the ball well, and then they had three consecutive holding calls. Backed him up uh, 45 yards, and so they brought Ernie Garcia to do the punting, and so everybody in the world knew what he was going to do, but he didn't have to fool anybody because they snapped it over his head. So he picked up the ball, and he got an extra 25 yards to his total rushing, but uh, Bowie took the 
football and three more unsportsmanlike penalties put him inside the 10. And then Jetty and Sanchez slanted it in for Bowie from two yards out with 548, which gave him his third touchdown of the night. So he's quietly had a night of his own. Um, penalties, I mean, are just really strange for Horizon. I'm counting six unsportsmanlike, five holding, and poor Aaron Segala has two pick sixes over 60 yards in length. Both of them called back for holding penalties. So I'm, I'm looking at 150 yards plus penalties uh, for Horizon. But what a game they're playing offensively. Uh, star quarterback Jacob Kihas is just experimenting. He just called his own lumber and scrambled 45 yards up to the 10-yard line of Bowie. So sending it back to you at 9.35 left in the ball game. It's Horizon 54, Bowie 20. And all the way back out to the sack, uh, Sally, you're going to like this one. A sled of 14 to zip. Another touchdown on the board. Who do you think is responsible? Number five. Through the there air. Number go. five. 23-yard touchdown reception. Gavin, it's cousin of Espino. Sal. Yeah. Yeah. Baby G money. There we go. Good Baby G money. God, falling from the skies. <laughs> Making it rain right now. Let's go. <laughs> He's a baller. 14 zip has led him. Oh, nice job for his let up. 14 nothing. That one in the first quarter, by the way. Wow. Lightning delay uh, slowed the, the Monwood-San Angelo Central game, which was what off to a terrific start. Uh, Central pulls that one out at the end, and, and this one kicks off. I don't know what time yeah, it was, 9 absolutely. o'clock? Absolutely late, late kicks all over the borderland in this one and the land of enchantment. Hey, want to remind you, senior football players must have their SAT, ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Combine and the All-Star Game. Go to 915showcase.com and our social media to see weekly top five performers, scores and stats of teams, players, and more. And remember, go to 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep 1, and all your final scores from tonight from Football Friday Night. And, Bo, it looks like our one close game... Has Not so close. Started anymore. to spread. Unfortunately, uh. this in from uh, our Joe Rodriguez, and of course Tavares Jones. He's explosive, and he exploded. Fifty-eight yard touchdown Woo. run. Ten oh seven left in the contest. Burgess now out uh, to a forty-four twenty-six edge. Forty-four twenty-six. Remember that was just a thirty twenty-six game. In the third quarter, so Burgess with 14 unanswered points to take an 18-point lead up 44-26 over the Bel Air Highlanders. All right, still to come on Football Friday Night, more scores as we head into the final quarter all around town. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Thank you, Sal. Some updates from around the city. Eastwood and Hanks. Hanks has scored, but Eastwood still leads it 61-27. That game in the third quarter. A final from the Land of Enchantment. Centennial tops Sandia 42-21. And in the fourth quarter, Mayfield leads Oregon Mountain 40-10. We have an update from Highlander Stadium. Let's head out to Burgess Bel Air and join Joe Rodriguez. Joe. 
9.24 left in the ball game, and it is the Burgess Mustangs still leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 44 to 32. These two teams just traded off scores. First, it was the Burgess Mustangs that went 64 yards in only two plays, a 58 yard touchdown run by Tavares Jones. Uh, and then the Burgess Mustang quickly answered on the ensuing possession. Running back Nick Chavira told Tavares Jones, I could do the same. I could do it even better. Went 54 yards in one play, and the extra point was no good, which brings us to where we're at right now with 8.52 left in the ball game, and a second and four coming up for the Burgess Mustang it's at their own 46-yard line. They are leading the Beller Highlanders by a score of 44-32. to all right, Joe, thank you very much. 44-32, what a game at Highlander Stadium. Some fun ones, a lot of points all over the city. Speaking of points, let's head out to our Game of the Week. Sponsored by Cisco Movers, and join Brandon Cohn for Eastlake Canatillo. Brandon. Tick, 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 tick. 18 seconds to go. This one is all but a formality. Eastlake got to win this one. 37 to 14. We do now officially have a final as we're down to five seconds, four, three, two, one. We'll get you some final stats here in just a few minutes, but congratulations to the East Lake Falcons to come into a very hostile environment and really just absolutely handle a very good Canyon Teal team with ease, winning this one by a final of 37 to 14. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes with some final stats here. Sounds great, Brandon. Thank you very much. So Eastlake topping Canatillo in our Cisco Movers game of the week, 37-14. That game of final at Lowenberg Stadium. We'll have more as a wrap-up from Brandon Cohn in just a little bit. Let's head out to Parkland Matador Stadium. Join Coach Jaime Chavez for Andrus in Parkland Matador Stadium. Coach, take it away. And we've got 4.23 left in the third quarter. It is still Andrus 24 and Parkland nothing. And the big story for Andrus tonight is running back Malachi Doe. He's got a pair of touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards and also 15 carries, 157 yards rushing. Malcolm Anderson for Andrus, a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Anderson, one catch for 78 yards and also the scoring for Andrus as um, kicker. Jonathan Reta Robles, he added a 21-yard field goal just before the half ended. And his quarterback, um, Elias Duncan, some pretty good numbers tonight. He's 7 of 11, 178 yards, but one interception. And Jeremiah Cooper has two catches for 60 yards. And tonight, Parkland running back Isaiah Beasley has been kept in check. He's got 11 carries and 68 yards rushing. 4.23 left in the third quarter. At Matador Stadium, it is Andrus 24, Parkland nothing. All right, Coach, thank you very much. That game 24 nothing at halftime, still 24 nothing. Andrus opened up the game with a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and boy, they're just kind of soaring along, playing really well on defense as well, keeping Parkland in check. All right, you have some more, Paul? <laughs> no, not at all. I was just going to say another surprise. Andrus Parkland. You know, these teams haven't played since 2001. Is this what you expected, Battle of the Northeast? No, I expected Parkland really to, to make it really a game of it. I thought it was going to be close, but Andrus really showing their toughness out there. So uh, Andrus up on top of Parkland, 24 nothing. Hey, let's head out to Adrian Broadus and Conquest Stadium for Dovai and Pebble Hills. Let's get an update from this game. Adrian, take it away. 
2.42 left in the third quarter. Del Valle all over Pebble Hills, 32-3 to to begin the second half. A really nice drive by Del Valle, capped off by a one-yard rushing touchdown down by their quarterback, Jesse Ramos. On the ensuing possession for Pebble Hills, their quarterback, their backup quarterback, Jacob Ledesma, throws an interception. It was Dominic Calderon who was credited with that interception. So, again, we've got... Two minutes and 37 seconds here left to go in the third quarter. Delphi all over Pebble Hills, 32-3. to All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Once again, that game still in the third quarter. Long games. Thanks for those lightning delays. A lot going on here at football Friday night here in the borderland between West Texas and El Paso. We have Steve Escajeda. We have Joey Panisi. We have all our reporters still out and around town. We're going to take a quick break as we, uh, as games kind of finally slowing down, wrapping up. We're going to have much more on Football Friday Night here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, Sal, thank you very much. So much more to fun to have on Football Friday Night. We have some finals around town. Jefferson tops San Elizario 47-7. Clint High School tops El Paso High 39-26. That's a final. Also a final, Centennial tops Sandia 42-21. And Kermit tops Anthony 31-3. And I was just looking at the uh, the Mountain View Irvin score. That, that to me, that's the that's the big one of the moment. Looks like uh, Mountain View with a big upset, twenty one to twenty. The final Irvin driving all the way down uh, got to the Mountain View ten yard line. No timeouts, nearly no time on the clock. Took a quarterback sack, and that's all she wrote. The Mountain View defense stepped up, came away with a big Lions win. Wow, twenty one twenty. Huge for the Lobos. Huge for yeah. the Mountain View Lobos. Also, uh, last check, uh, late in the game, Fabens leads Tornillo 29-7. to Hey, we have more from our action out at Highlander Stadium. Let's head back out to Joe Rodriguez for an update on Burgess Belair. Joe. 624 left in the ball game, and it is the Burgess Mustangs have just made it a three-possession game by uh, scoring uh, with 6.24 left in the ballgame, and they are now leading by the score of 50-32, a 70-yard drive that took up eight plays, ending in a five-yard touchdown run by tailback Jesus Torres. Uh, The extra point attempt, uh, two-point conversion attempt was no good, uh, making the score 50-32. Tavares Jones seems to be done for the night as Torres took over the ball carrier responsibilities on that last offensive possession for the Burgess Mustangs. The Beller Highlanders are taking possession of the ball at their own 25 yards, uh, 25 yard line with 624 left in the ball game. It is Burgess leading Beller by the score of 50 to 32. Wow. Six minutes to go. Fourth quarter, 50 points from the Burgess Mustangs. What an offensive output there. Hey, an update from the field of dreams. Mayfield scored again. They now lead Oregon mountain 47 to 10. Let's head back out to our, Cisco Movers, game of the week for a wrap-up as Eastlake topped Canateo 37-14. Let's join Brandon Cohn for the wrap-up. Brandon. It's a final here from Eastlake, 37-14. Eastlake defeats Canateo here 
on El Paso's west side. Eastlake moves to 2-0 and on the season. Next, they will host Parkland on September 10th. Quarterback Sebastian Rendon, 9 of 18, 159 yards, two touchdowns. Story of the night, though, and one of the greatest first halves you will ever see in your life out of a slash player, a running back, wide receiver, quarterback, Elijah Uribe. Get this, as a quarterback, he went 2 of 2 for 103 yards, two touchdown passes of 36 and 67 yards, including that nifty hook and ladder play toward lateral, lateral play to conclude the second quarter. Then he also had 18 carries, 124 yards on the ground, one rushing TD, and a 49-yard touchdown reception. Also, their wideout, Anthony Moreno, three receptions, 124 yards, one TD there. Canyon Teo now 1-1 one and one on the season. Next, they will be at Chapin on the 10th of September. Quarterback Devin Granado, 3 of 10, 36 yards, an interception, also a TD, 28 rushing yards on six carries. Running back L.J. Martin had 23 carries for 113 yards, and wideout Lorenzo Audiola a touchdown as well. So it's a final, very impressive start on this young season for Eastlake. They moved to 2-0 on the year. Eastlake 37, Canyon Teo 14. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. And what, once again, what an exciting game. Next week, the Eastlake Falcons will host the Parkland Matadors, a 4.30 kickoff at the Student Activities Complex. But Eastlake, the way they're playing right now, maybe one of the top, if not the top team in the city. So, Brandon, thank you very much. Let's head out to Matador Stadium, Parkland, and Andrus. Let's join Coach Jaime Chavez with an update from this game. Coach. 11.56 left in the fourth quarter. It is Andrews 24 and Parkland nothing. Parkland just had a chance to put some points on the board on a fourth and nine. New quarterback for Parkland, Joseph Mijadas, he fired a pass. It was uh, Damian Crest Daniels was in the end zone momentarily, but the, the ball was broken up by one of Andrews' uh, defensive backs. That was uh, Ryan Gonzalez there on the coverage. And now the score remains 24 to zero as Parkland failed to get on the board, and, and now Andrews is uh, deep in their own territory. And the big story for Andrews tonight is uh, Maliki Doe, the running back. He's got uh, a pair of touchdown runs of 80 and 35 yards, and he's 17, 17 carries, 166 yards on the ground. Malcolm Anderson, a 98 kickoff return, 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And Elias Duncan, quarterback, he's 7 of 10, 168 yards, one interception. Kicker Jonathan Reta Robles had a 21-yard field goal in the second quarter to round out the scoring for the Andrus Eagles. And this, with this game, there was a 54-minute delay. This was slated to start at 7, but a strong rain hit this area just after 5.30. There was also a threat of lightning, so uh, thus the late start here. And we've got 11:27 left in the fourth quarter at Matador Stadium, and it's still Andrus 24, and Parkland nothing. All right, Coach, thank you very much. 24 nothing, Andrus over Parkland. Boy, what an output from Andrus tonight! Big, big lead there over their Northeast rivals. Another big game: Pebble Hills at Delvi. This another late kickoff. This should be about in the fourth quarter. Let's get an update. From just a little bit low, we got an update from Joe Rodriguez in Highlander Stadium. Burgess and Bel Air. Burgess was up 50-32 just moments ago. Boy, Burgess is really putting on a lot of points. 20 points in the second half so far. Let's get an update from Joe Rod with Burgess and Bel Air. Joe. 
4.55 left in the ball game, and it is the Burgess uh, Mustangs leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 50-38. to 38. Um, The Bel Air Highlanders, on their most recent possession, went two plays, 75 yards, a 72-yard touchdown run by Nick Chavira. Uh, brings us to where we're at right now. The two-point conversion was no good, but just so you know, Nick Chavira, so far tonight on the night, has 33 carries for 201 yards. Talk about a workhorse. And uh, right now, as I'm bringing you this update, uh, the Burgess Mustangs got called for a false start, so they're second and more than 10 at their own 32-yard line. The Bel Air Highlanders need to stop, and it'll be third and nine coming up with 4.30 left in the ball game. It is the Burgess Mustangs leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 50-38. to 38. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Joe. Wow, what a 50-38. Offensive uh, showdown there at Highlander Stadium. I don't know if we ever would have thought that game, but 50-38, almost 100 points out there. We're getting closer. The way this one's going, maybe we'll top 100 points. And what about that Burgess defense, Bo? Two weeks in a row, two 200-yard contests, LJ Martin a week ago, and now Angel Chavira tonight. That's huge. That's huge. Hey, let's head out to another big one. Pebble Hills and Delvaya Conquest Stadium. Let's pick it up with Adrian Broadus for an update. Adrian. 11.26 left in the game as Delvaya leads Pebble Hills 32-10. The Spartans got on the board by a nice drive. It was actually started because they blocked a punt for uh, against Delvaya and Pebble Hills recovered inside uh, the Delvaya 30. They were able to score in a four-yard rushing touchdown by Jacob Ledesma. So again, with 11.26 left in this one, Delvaya up 32-10 against Pebble Hills. Okay, Adrian, thank you very much. Boy, lots of, uh, lots of blowouts tonight. A lot of big games. Not very many close games tonight. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you say blowouts, I say Riverside Cathedral. Ooh. All final out there at RRR Jones, RRR Jones Stadium. Riverside all over the Cathedral Fighting Irish. And the Battle of uh, Unbeaten's coming into tonight. 54-7 to the final. The uh, 4A runners-up from a year ago. One 4A runners-up, Riverside. Only a 14-7 loss to Clint. Kept them from, uh, from a district title. I think they want that title this year. And they hammer the Fighting Irish. Uh, 54 to 7, Riverside over Cathedral. You want an update? Talk about hammering. Yikes. What about old rivals? Maybe Eastwood has not forgotten about that old rivalry. Eastwood now has 75 on Hanks. 75 to 27. Eastwood over Hanks, about nine minutes to go still in the fourth quarter, if you can believe that. 75-27, Hanks over Eastwood, or Eastwood over Hanks in the fourth quarter. Shooting for triple digits, and oh, by the way, out at uh, uh, Bel Air Highlander Stadium, Burgess Mustangs go no through no score this time, (laughs) but three and out, they're going to have to kick the ball back to the Highlanders. Chavarria just went 75 yards in one play, so two scores down, 12 points. And Bel Air about to get their hands back on the football. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing how this one's going. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's head out to a wrap-up from – or uh, should be close to finishing for Chapin and Coronado. Last check, it was 39 nothing Chapin. The Huskies over the T-Birds. Let's catch up with Steve Escajeda for an update. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, another blowout here. It's over on the West Head of El Paso. Chapin Huskies all over Coronado 39-7. to Coronado did score. The two minutes left in the ball game. Kate Little scoring on a 24-yard run to at least get the T-Birds on the scoreboard. Chapin improves to one and one with the victory. 
Uh, they were led on uh, individually by uh, Jacob Williamson. 13 carries tonight, 65 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Their quarterback, Mason Sandifer, big ball game tonight. 13 out of 20 through the air, 213 yards, four touchdowns. Oney also carried the ball seven times for another 58 yards. Uh, his two favorite receivers were his brother, Hunter Sandiver, six catches, 58 yards on the score. And then uh, Tim Pastron, three catches, 72 yards, and he had two touchdown receptions. For the Coronado T-Birds, it fall to 0-2 on the season. Uh, they were led on the ground by Kate Little, who came in in the fourth quarter, carried the ball four t- five times for 42 yards, and that touchdown. And Coronado ended up using three different sophomore quarterbacks in this ball game, uh, all I'm going to say is they all three combined to go three for eleven for eighteen yards. So uh, Coronado really struggling there. Total yards tonight. Chapin really balanced. 194 rushing, 218 passing, 412 total to Coronado's 114. For Chapin again, they win. They they improved to one and one. They're going to be uh, at home next week. They're going to take on Canfield while the Coronado T-Birds of fall to 0-2 are going to travel to Carlsbad to take on the Cavemen. It's all over here on the west side. The Chapin Huskies all over the Coronado T-Birds, 39-7. to And, Bo, that's a huge win for the Chapin Huskies, uh, the kind they haven't had in, in several years. And for the Coronado Thunderbirds, they've scored seven points each of the last two weeks, two touchdowns total, both scored by Cade Little, 20-yard run you heard uh, in mop-up time tonight. And something similar last week, 66-yard touchdown reception to get them on the board in, in another easy loss. It's a, it's a tough one for Coronado to start the season. And, uh, you know, life doesn't get easier. You go on the road next week, Coronado at Carlsbad, as Steve was just saying. Boy, life gets tough. Not easy. Might be time to bring in the faith healer. Put your hands, put your hands on Tristan Escobedo's <laughs> knee and see if we can get him back on the field. Well, this one should be over, close to being over. It's Scorpions Emperor Stadium, the Horizon Scorpions and the Bowie Bears. Let's catch up with Joey Panisi. Joey. Yes, from Horizon Stadium, the ball game is over. Final score, the Horizon Scorpions 54, the Bowie Bears 20. Uh, Paul, I think you mentioned earlier in the show that last week Ernie Garcia didn't show much against Fort Stockton. He had nine carries, 35 yards. He did touchdown. Who could have ever expected the night that he had tonight? Quickly, 13 carries, 432 yards for Ernie Garcia. He had an 80-yard, 70-yard, 49-yard, 57-yard. Then he had another 57-yarder called back. Then he had a nine-yarder, a 66-yarder, and then he had his helmet pulled off at the goal line. So they penalized Bowie, and they gave him the ball on the next carry, and he capped it off with a three-yard touchdown. So what a night for him. We'll have to check the record books. Uh, first down-wise, Bowie won, believe it or not. 16 first downs to Horizons, 14. Uh, total rushing yards for Horizon 562, passing 97. Uh, Bowie... Rush for 87 and pass for 112. Uh, little Jetty and Sanchez from Bowie had a good night. I mentioned earlier he had two touchdown running, a one-yarder and a two-yarder, and then he caught a pass for a 38-yard touchdown. So that sums it up. Uh, next week, Bowie is uh, hosting Hanks. Uh, so that will be a good test for them. 
And Horizon heads to Fort Stockton, which will be a good um, test for them because they uh, handled Bowie last week, and we'll see how Horizon can Horizon can do with them. So, turning it back to you guys, the lights are going out here at Horizon. Final score: Horizon fifty-four, Bowie twenty. All right, Joey, thank you very much. Yep, it's a late night all over the borderlands, so thank you very much out there. Looks like the hardest-working person tonight might have been Ernie Garcia from Horizon. Yeah. Boy, did he put it out there. What a nice job by the Horizon Scorpions over the Bowie Bears. 54-20 the final. An update from Eastwood Hanks. Hanks uh, trailing Eastwood 75-24. We have some finals. Gadsden. Falls to Santa Teresa, 28-14. Mayfield over Oregon Mountain, 47-10. Once again, Clint over El Paso High, 39-26. Mountain View over Irvin, 21-20. Jefferson over Sanelli, 47-7. And right now, in the first half, this was a very, very late start. The late game at the sack is Letta leads Socorro, 14-8. And a last check... I have an update on that oh, one. Update. Actually, a 14-14 deadlock. Let me check Ooh, and see with the PAT. And PAT no good, so it's a deadlock at 14-14. 14-14. Silky Smooth, Sal Montez with the update. Nice job, Sal. Thank you Second very much. Second quarter as well. Second quarter, 14 all between Isleta and Socorro. Uh, Fabens at last check, leading Tornillo 29-7, to waiting for the final there. We're going to do a quick break, then come back. We still have games at Parkland, a game at Delvay, and a game at Hanks. We're going to have those updates next. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you very much, Sal. Welcome back. You're listening to the most comprehensive high school football show in the borderland, Football Friday Night, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. For an update, we still got a couple games, big games, still in action. Let's go out to Highlander Stadium and join Joe Rodriguez for Burgess and Bel Air. Joe, take it away. And we have just gone final out here at Highlander Stadium on the campus of Beller High School where the visiting Burgess Mustangs have picked up their first win of the 2021 season by defeating the Beller Highlanders by the score of 56-38. to 38. Um, I'll be coming uh, back to you shortly here because there is an abundance of offensive stats that we have to uh, calculate here. Uh, just off the top, I can tell you that Tavares Jones did go uh, 20 carries for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, quarterback uh, Andrew Routledge also had quite a game, 17 for 27, 241 yards. But like I said, I'll call you back in a few minutes with my roundup and all of these offensive stats because both of these teams went off offensively tonight out here yeah, in uh, the Ranchland neighborhood of El Paso, Texas. So final score out here from Highlander Stadium. It is Burgess picking up the first win of the season by defeating the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 56-38. to 38. 
All right, Joe, thank you very much. 56-38, Burgess victorious over Bel Air. And I hear Aaron Jones was at the game, the former Burgess Mustang, UTEP minor, now current Green Bay Packer. That's going to make a, a certain Jones running back uh, anxious to perform well, and that's Tavoris Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, pressure coming in. You only had 50 yards last week in a loss, and everybody's saying, huh, what, what Tavoris? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Aaron Jones is sitting out there, and, and we know Aaron Jones never had any 50-yard nights. <laughs> First, first start he ever had, he went for 300-plus against Irvin. That was his junior year. A lot of folks don't realize that uh, you know, he was a slot back. First, first, I don't know how we got off on an Aaron Jones tangent, but first time I saw Aaron Jones uh, in a game his junior year against Austin, he was a slot back. They ran a jet sweep. He took it for a touchdown. They threw him a pass. He scored a touchdown on that, and he returned four punts, each of them for more than 40 yards but never scored a touchdown on any of them. <laughs> so he, he was not the focus. I can't remember if it was the Razor kid or someone else. But as I said, first time he got plugged in, final month went for 300-plus. And then in uh, the playoffs, uh, an OT game against Horizon where he just was nuts. And, of course, he's senior year. You know, Aside from the Chapin game that he missed with a knee, he was just off the chain. Absolutely. Well, Tavoris Jones playing like a Jones brother tonight. 56-38. Burgess victorious over Bel Air. Hey, we still have action over at Matador Stadium between Andrus and Parkland. The Northeast rivalry matchup. Let's join Coach Jaime Chavez with an update. Coach. Good. 5-0-9 left in the fourth quarter and Parkland finally gets on the board. It's Andrus 24 and Parkland 6. Isaiah Beasley running back for Parkland. He had a one-yard touchdown run, but the point after uh, attempt was blocked, and that one capped a 10-play, 85-yard drive for the Parkland Matadors. Isaiah Beasley trying to pick up the slack for Parkland. 14 carries, 77 yards rushing, and one uh, a one-yard touchdown run. But uh, for Andrus, it's been uh, Maliki Doe running strong tonight. 18 carries, 168 yards, and touchdown runs of 85 and 35 yards. And also Malcolm Anderson, a 98 kickoff return for a touchdown for Andrus. Jonathan Retta Robles, a 21-yard field goal for the Andrus Eagles. We have 5:09 left in the fourth quarter at Matador Stadium. It's Andrus 24, Parkland 6. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Matadors finally get on the board. Now, they're also holding Andrus scoreless in the second half. Remember, Andrus was up 24-0 at halftime. Andrus has not scored in the second half. Five minutes to go, 24-6, Eagles over the Matadors. Still action over at Conquest Stadium. This game has got to be close to be wrapping up. Pebble Hills against Delvai. Let's tune in to Adrian Broadus for an update. Adrian. We've got six minutes, 54 seconds to go here in this one. Del Valle just scored on a 50-yard rushing touchdown by their running back, Christian Martinez. They put them up 44-17 to against Pebble Hills. Two drive, actually, just a drive ago, Pebble Hills marched down the field, and quarterback Gail Ochoa capped off the drive with a two-yard rushing touchdown. He's approaching 100 yards on the ground, but uh, Del Valle responds quickly with a 50-yard rushing score by Christian Martinez, and the extra point is good as well. So with 6.54 left in this one, Del Valle 45, Pebble Hill 17. Wow, 45-17. Del Valle really putting up some scores today as uh, they're hosting uh, Pebble Hill's 
Nice job by Davali so far. We also have an update from the sack. Is Ledin Socorro now at halftime? Tied at 14. Isleta took a 14-0 lead, but here comes Socorro. Isaiah Edgerton with a touchdown run. Thanks to Salamontes for that, that update. Socorro ties the game at 14 right before halftime, so it should be a very interesting second half. We're going to take a quick break as we join Coach Jaime Chavez and Adrian Bradis for wrap-ups of those games. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you, Sal. Welcome back to Football Friday Night. We have some final scores all over the borderland. Let's run down those scores right now. In our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Eastlake tops Canateo 37-14. Chapin. All over Coronado. This is a final 39-7. Also final Burgess over Bel Air 56-38. We'll head out to Joe Rodriguez for wrap-up in just a moment. Eastwood on top of Hanks. Over 100 points in this one. Eastwood wins it 75-27. Horizon tops Bowie 54-20. Earlier today... San Angelo Central tops Montwood 34-29. Midland Christian beats Franklin 51-20. Brian Rudder all over Americus and Kerrville 44-7. This is a final at Jones Stadium, Riverside over Cathedral 54-7. Jefferson over Sanelli 47-7. Mountain View tops Irvin, kind of a shocker by one point. 21-20 Mountain View over Irvin. Clint High tops El Paso High 39-26. Mayfield tops Oregon Mountain 47-10. Gadsden and Santa Teresa, well, the Desert Warriors top the Panthers 28-14. Kermit tops Anthony 31-3. Centennial tops Sandia up in Albuquerque 42-21. And Fabens, a huge win over Torneo 60-7. Fabens Wildcats over the Coyotes. Out-of-town scoreboard, Odessa Permian stays undefeated, beats Midway 57-41. Midland Lee, now Midland Legacy. They hold off Tascosa 51-48. Friendship uh, all over Clovis, 35-zip was the last score we had on that. Abilene Cooper, a big win in the Battle of the Abilene's, 31-14. They get their first win of the season over Abilene High. Amarillo Midland was a 7-zip. Odessa beats Del Rio 49-0 as they get their first win in uh, as a 2-6-A ball club. Well, for this season anyway. Elsewhere, here's a big one. Battle of the Lubbocks, the Titans of Lubbock. Lubbock Cooper and Lubbock Coronado, of course, Cooper. They always find a way to come through, and they do again tonight. 28-7, they take down Lubbock Coronado. Abilene Wiley, 30-22 over Monterey. Woo, a real shootout. Paladuro and Plainview. Amarillo Paladuro, 64, Plainview, 41. Elsewhere, Wichita Falls Rider. They beat Independence, 32-19. And in the Battle of Denton, Geyer holds off 14-7. Denton Geyer over Denton Ryan. 
And uh, those are some bad boys right there. I'm putting my money on Denton in that one. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Halftime is led in Socorro. Late game at the sack. Tied at 14. Socorro with 14 unanswered points. Hey, though, let's put a bow on the Burgess-Bel Air game from Highlander Stadium. Let's head back out to Joe Rodriguez for a recap of this barn burner. Joe. Thank you very much, Bo. All done out here at Highlander Stadium on the campus of Beller High School, where the Burgess Mustangs, where the Burgess Mustangs defeated the Beller Highlanders by a score of 56 to 38 in uh, what was an offensive shootout uh, right up until the very end out here, which gives the Burgess Mustangs their first win of the season, and they will now move to visit Montwood next weekend. Meanwhile, the Beller Highland, the Beller Highlanders are also on the road. Facing Jefferson, but let's get to some offensive stats for the just Mustangs. Uh, they had 18 first downs the entire game. They ran the ball 33 times for 258 yards. Uh, quarterback uh, Andrew Routledge went tw- uh, 17 for 27, 241 yards, a grand total of 499 yards for the Burgess Mustangs. They had five penalties for 45 yards. Tavares Jones, their star running back, 20 carries, 184 yards, and two touchdowns on the night. While Andrew Rowledge, like I said, he went for 241 yards, three touchdown passes. But, hey, the Beller Highlanders, they weren't too shabby themselves on offense. They had one more first down than did the Burgess Mustangs with 19. They ran the ball 38 times, 215 yards um, uh, for, uh, for the uh, Beller Highlanders. While uh, Noah, uh, quarterback... For the Burgess Mustangs, uh, Noah Moreno went 19 for 38. He did have one pick, 280 yards, 495 yards of offense for the Beller Highlanders, only four shy of what the Burgess Mustangs had. They did, get this, have 12 penalties for 110 yards. Uh, Chavira, the workhorse for the Beller Highlanders, he had 35 carries. That's right, 35 carries, 201 yards, three touchdowns. Meanwhile, their quarterback... Uh, Noah Moreno, he wasn't too shabby himself. He did have two touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown uh, for his efforts tonight. And that'll be it from out here at Ballard Highlander Stadium where the Burgess Mustangs have defeated the home team, the Ballard Highlanders, by the score of 56-38. to All right, Joe, thank you very much. In the battle of 100-point games, I'm sorry, J.D. Sursley tops you. Uh, with his 100-point game over at Excalibur Stadium. Joe, you're awfully close at 56-38, but J.D. says, sorry, no taco avocado for you. So, but great job, Joe. 56-38 Burgess over Bel Air. Another exciting game. We hear there's an update from Parkland. We'll get out there in just a moment. First, let's head out to Conquest Stadium and join Adrian Broaddus for an update with Pebble Hills and Delvaye. Under three minutes to go in this game. Delvaya 45, Pebble Hills 24. Another rushing touchdown by Gael Ochoa for the Pebble Hills Spartans. He now has two rushing touchdowns in this one. Quarterback, uh, actually running back for Delvaya, Christian Martinez. 19 carries, 235 on the ground, and a pair of rushing touchdowns, including that 73-yard uh, rushing touchdown that he had earlier today. So, again, we've got just under three minutes to go. Delvaya 45, Pebble Hills 24. 
All right, Adrian, thank you very much. We'll probably get one more wrap-up from you, but looks like Del Valle is going to be victorious in this one. A big win over Pebble Hills after a big win over Coronado last week. So Del Valle could be proving to 2-0. and Hey, let's head out to Matador Stadium. Join the Andres Eagles and Parkland Matadors with Coach Jaime Chavez. Coach, what's the update there? We've got 28 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It is Andrus 24, Parkland 12. Parkland gets on the board again as Isaiah Beasley breaks a 19-yard touchdown run and the two-point conversion has failed. It's uh, just too little too late for Parkland as Beasley gets uh, gets the ball. He started as that was a first and 10 at the 31. He gets about six yards on that one, and uh, the clock is stopped at uh, – 20 seconds, but there goes the clock, and uh, Beasley gets the ball once again. He breaks into the secondary at the 40, down to about the 35-yard line. And here comes the penalty. We've got 11 seconds left in the contest. Andrus is up 24-12, to 12, and uh, Parkland in, uh, in desperation mode. But Andrus has done a lot of damage tonight on the ground, especially with uh, Malachi Doe with uh, a pair of touchdowns of 85 and 35 yards. And he had um, 20 carries, 169 yards rushing. Malcolm Anderson, a 98-yard kickoff return for Andrus. And also for Andrus, kicker Jonathan Retta-Robles, a 21-yard field goal. And here's a, a late flag, a late hit by Andrus. And this is going to move the ball to the 21-yard line, the Andrus 21-yard line. And maybe for cosmetic purposes, Parkland will try to get another score. As uh, Joseph Semi Hot as a backup, he rolls to his right and he hits his uh, his wide receiver. That's Demarion Crest Daniels. That's an eight-yard gain. And he takes the ball down to about. Let's see where the officials mark the ball. They're going to mark it at about the 12-yard line. And there's 3.7 seconds left. And Parkland. Trying to get perhaps another score on the board as Mihaitis goes goes to his right. The ball is incomplete, and the clock yeah the clock stops at 2.8 seconds. So this should end it right here, depending on what Parkland calls and depending on what the Andrus defense does. The Andrus is uh, they've been sharp all night defensively, but they've allowed two Isaiah Beasley touchdowns in the last six minutes. The final play with, with Mihaitis in the shotgun. Again, going over the middle. He's got a receiver. And touchdown. A two-yard touchdown to Marion Chris Daniels. Daniels took the ball out of Ryan Gonzalez. Gonzalez has been covering Chris Daniels all night. So, with no time left on the clock, the score is now... Andrews 24 and Parkland 18. The two-point conversion is pending in the pistol formation. And he hands the ball off behind us to Beasley. And is he in? No. He stopped at the one-yard line for the two-point conversion. And then one official raises, um, yeah, you're giving it to him. Yes. The two-point conversion is good. It looks like he was stopped at the one-yard line. But one official came and gave the, uh, yeah, allowed it. So the final here is um, Andrus 24 and Parkland 20, and it's uh, quite a matchup. 
is Parkland coming to life late in this contest. Now, Andrews goes to 2-0, and and they'll host Franklin next week. Parkland, 0-2 on the season. They've got another tough one. They'll take on Eastlake in a 4 o'clock matchup next Friday at uh, the SAC. So, the final from uh, Matador Stadium in Northeast El Paso, Andres, 24, Parkland, 20. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Big win for the Andrus Eagles over the Parkland Matadors. 24-20, Andrus defeats Parkland in a battle of Northeast rivals. We're going to take a quick break, have a quick then check-in to Adrian Bronis for the game at Pebble Hills and Divine, and we'll be back football Friday night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, Sal, thank you very much. As we wrap up Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso, one game still going on, and I'm here. I'm hearing that they're they're kneeling down at Conquest Stadium. Let's head out to Adrian Bratis for Delvai hosting Pebble Hills, and this game should be over. Adrian, take it away. That's right. It is a final out here as Del Valle takes home a 45-31 to uh, 31 victory over the Pebble Hill Spartans. It was quarterback Jesse Ramos who had four total touchdowns today for Del Valle, two through the air, two on the ground. Running back Christian Martinez, he is a monster. Two touchdowns on the ground, 235-plus for uh, Del Valle on the ground. Nice day for Gael Ochoa. He had a pair of rushing touchdowns as well for the Spartans, but they pretty much scored their uh, touchdowns trying to play catch-up in this game. So, again, Del Valle improves to 2-0 on the season. They'll host Americas next week, while El Dorado and Pebble Hills will do battle next week. Pebble Hills winless on the season, 0-2 overall. So it's a final out here, Del Valle 45, Pebble Hills 31. All right, Adrian, great job. Thank you very much. Remember, a lot of these games were delayed due to weather and lightning delays. So late nights for everybody. So, Adrian, thank you very much. Let's do a quick rundown of all of our scores. Our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Eastlake tops Canateo 37-14. Andrus and Parkland, a closer one than it really would appear. Andrus was up 24-0. Eagles win it 24-20 over the Matadors. Delvai tops Pebble Hills 45-31. Chapin tops Coronado 39-7. Burgess over Bel Air in a shootout 56-38. Eastwood over Hanks. They both top 100 in this game. Eastwood 75, Hanks 27. Horizon tops Bowie 54-20 behind seven touchdowns from Ernie Garcia. Also another action, Montwood falls to St. Angelo Central, 34-29. Franklin falls to Midland Christian, 51-20. Brian Rudder, all over Americas, 44-7. Riverside tops Cathedral, 54-7. Jefferson, all over Sanelli, 47-7. Mountain View beats Irvin by one. The Lobos top the Rockets, 21-20. Clint tops El Paso High 39-26. Mayfield all over Oregon Mountain 47-10. Santa Teresa beats Gadsden 28-14. Tornillo and Fabens, well Fabens puts up 60. The Wildcats top the Coyotes 60-7. Centennial tops Sandia 42-21. And at last check... 
We have Isleta and Socorro. That game at halftime, the last score there was tied at 14. So that game going into the second half, late game over the sack. Yeah, third quarter just started. All right, let's take a look at next week, the big games right now. You go first look at, how about Riverside and Isleta? If Isleta can be victorious tonight over Socorro, they get to win both Riverside and Isleta. Old Lower Valley arrivals right there. Both could be 2-0. and And they're so close to each other, they probably can't stand looking at the, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> the other. That's exactly how it goes. I don't know. Does it go back to the time that uh, Tom Work took the Isleta job for about a minute and a half and then went back to Riverside? Maybe when he saw two areas uh, championships right there at Riverside. So, hey, why not? When you got Sean Jordan as a fullback, yeah, I'm going to go back to Riverside. Make stick around, right. Hey, uh, some interesting games here. You look at Franklin and Andrus and Americus and Devai. Both Franklin and America still looking for their first win. Both are 0-2, but taking on undefeated teams. Franklin at Andrus. Andrus 2-0. And Americus at Devai. Devai 2-0. Could Devai and Andrus, maybe those might be considered upsets. Uh, I kept, That's a stretch. I, I, I'm just telling you, man, Andrus, Andrus looked pretty good today. Of all the names we kept hearing tonight from our reports, we didn't hear Jeremiah Cooper at all. You know why? Because they didn't need him. <laughs> a week ago, they needed him, and Jeremiah Cooper was all over the place. Tonight, they didn't need him in a big matchup against Parkland. Parkland, a perennial power. Uh, you know, Andrus is bringing it. Franklin, they've been playing the tough competition, did again tonight, and really, really got stepped on. But, uh, you know, maybe now getting back to El Paso. Interested to see how America's responds after two tough defeats. Dovai put up 45 tonight over on Pebble Hills. Should be an interesting wow. one. And maybe the top team in the city, Eastwood Troopers. They traveled down to Smithson Valley. That should be a very interesting game on the road. See if the Troopers can come up big on that one. And Eastwood's always a team that has their eye on, on playoffs. And, you know, they, they haven't ever advanced uh, extremely far, but they always compete. You know, they'll, they'll play their Arlington Lamar, you know, close or, or something like that. So they, they want to take it to the next level, uh, get, get to another round. By district, of course, they always have a shot at that, but they want to go around further. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up football Friday night for Paul McKinnon, Silky Smooth, Sal Montez, I'm Bo Bagley. Want to thank our sponsors, Taco Avocat, El- Greater El Paso Football Showcase, El Paso Association of Builders, Longhorn Distributing, and Cisco Movers. Thank you for tuning in to week two of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Football Friday Night with Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon on 600 ESPN El Paso. Don't forget to follow the Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram at 600 ESPN El Paso. Visit us online at 600ESPNElPaso.com for all of the latest regarding your high school football reports and more. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso.